subscriber you have called is not available. Please leave a message after the tone. <laughs> hey, Josh, this is Jason. I must have the wrong number. Let's see here. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Google subscriber. I don't know what that means. So let's see here. Um, where's, where is he at? Uh, Josh. Standard cycles. Where's the number? Call. Call this number. It says iPhone, so I don't think he has a... Of course, I know the information. Cracking. Hey. hey, hey. What's up, man? <laughs> how are you? How, how many How many hours ahead are you? I'm three hours ahead of you. Oh, so that that works. <laughs> yeah, that worked out perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, have you ever done one of these before? Um, no, but I've listened to them. <laughs> okay, cool. Which ones do you listen to? Uh, our lifestyle, which is like a mini trucker one. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I I thought you were into trucks. I I was going back through, I was going back through my memory bank and uh, going back through like okay, I remember you know like I met you. Um, I think maybe we've met in person one time. I think we met at the NLP in two thousand and seven. I think that's. I think I actually uh-huh. met you there. In fact, I know I did yeah, now I believe so. because we had a yeah, conversation yeah, about that, um... you having you still having a key to the shop at the time. <laughs> Yeah, no, you know what? I actually, I still do. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah, I doubt it still works, but you know. Right. Well, I, uh, isn't it a, like the one building's a food bank now, isn't it? Uh, I think he donated it to, if I'm not mistaken, uh, one of the local food food banks or charities in Long Beach. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know. I didn't know what whatever became of it. I knew obviously that he wasn't in there anymore, and I actually had some uh, some friends that had things being done uh right up to right up to when that that went dark and i that's the best way to describe it i guess when it went dark in long beach you know yeah 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 he, uh that, that was the funny little time there for for uh that whole scenario that was going on yeah and you know there's if you ask uh you know i knew several people that had bikes on order and if you talk to them and ask them like hey what happened with that what you know whatever they everybody's got a little bit different story so i just chalk it up to uh, you know, there's there's the perception of, of what everybody thought was happening, and then there was the what actually happened, and then you know, no one will ever really know, and it doesn't really matter because it's it's so far under the bridge. It's been so long, you know. So. Oh yeah, um, you know, I, I had I had an awesome time working there um, for him. I was given a lot of opportunities and uh, open, you know, pretty much. Decent doors, you know, for the most part. I already had a pretty good. I was already pretty much in the industry, sure. sort of. When he, you know, when he when he reached out, yeah. So I mean, um, but you know, being able to tag, you know, Josh Brown with West Coast Choppers, that always helps. <laughs> yeah, it's it's certainly not something that that hurts. And uh, tell me about Standard Cycles. Well, Standard Cycles is um, it, it all kind of started as as being just uh, I was going to Hippie Killer one year. Right. And uh, yeah, the very first year, to be honest with you, and I needed, um, I wanted to do something for Cuddy as well as myself to get myself back out there. Um, and, and you know, I'd taken a break from a lot of things, uh, cars, bikes, everything. So I found a shovel head um, from some guy that I that I knew in Temecula, and I took it 
and I stripped it all down, kind of made it how I wanted to do. And then I was like, okay, let's think of something. So Cuddy, me and Cuddy were, you know, Cuddy's always been a really good friend of mine over the years. We all grew up together. And so he's like, hey, I'm doing this show. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So then I said, well, let me do something for the show slash make money. He's like, all right, cool, I'm down. So I produced these skateboards, and uh, I, I did quite a few of them, to be honest. And I sold them at the show. So I needed a name. So I'm like, okay. I was taking a piss one day, and the toilet, I don't know if you've ever, you know, I'm sure you've seen urinals. It just right. says standard on it. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. Like, this is a true story. The toilet said standard. And I'm like, what's more basic than that? I mean, I'm, I, it's, I know it's odd and it's a crazy way. And, 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 uh, but yeah, that's where the name standard came from is the toilets. Um, and so I went with it standard cycles and I made up some skateboards and had them done. And at the bottom of the skateboards, it had my logo on it. And, uh, yeah, it just progressed. That was almost 11 years ago. I rode a shovel head there. And then after there, I kind of built that D rake bike. Uh, I took, actually, I took that Brown shovel apart and, uh, you know, took all the drivetrain and everything. I ended up buying a Freddie Hernandez frame off of Cuddy that he had like laying around and I threw all the drivetrain in between the first hippie killer and the second hippie killer. And I took that ball, that bike there like fully raw, just like it, it basically ran the night before we were going to do hippie killer. And like everybody went crazy over that. It, in my mind, it was a piece of junk, but I mean, it, it worked. And then, uh, yeah, I just kind of started doing bikes and, from there i mean i always had red rum red rum was around uh, 2003 yeah let's um, talk about that bike for a second because that's so <clears throat> here's the interesting thing there's there's a couple of uh there's a couple of bikes that you know i would put uh you know there's like there i hear people say this you know well who's your who's your mount rushmore of builders and and that's that's a little bit heavy for me and that's a little bit um i don't I don't know. I don't think in, in, I don't contextualize it that way, but there are, um, there are bikes that I consider, you know, my top five bikes that that have ever been built, um, top 10 bikes. And I don't really go, I don't go beyond that, but, um, dude, the red rum bike legitimately, I'll tell you how I, I came to know that bike. So I, uh, I started, my dad and I started, JR Cycle Works, we opened, I believe it was December 3rd or December 1st, one of the two, whatever that Saturday was, excuse me, in 2003. And almost immediately, um, I wasn't, I'm going to be real honest and say that I did this, I, I, I got into this business because I was tired of the job that I had. I was tired of drag racing. I was drag racing uh, Outlaw Street Mustangs, you know, 10-5 cars and stuff. And that got to be a rich man sport, like, overnight to the point where there was no way I could afford to be competitive. I mean, from the time I worked at one of the biggest race shops around and from the, from the time I took my engine out and started building my big block and putting a, um, putting a roll cage in my car that would would do what I needed it to do and spent oodles of cash. I mean, way more than I've ever spent me personally building a bike for, for myself. Um, cars were, I could be competitive at eight fifty. I could win at eight twenty. And then this dude from New York named Job Spetter, Turbo People, had a small tire, small block, turbo, car had power windows, power door locks, went 797. <laughs> I'm like, okay, 
I give, I'm done. I'm out. I'm not. I'm. I'm not playing with you fools. I built a big block with. I was going to put nitrous on it and everything, and, and it didn't. So I ended up in a in a fast bracket class, and I'd rather watch flies fuck on a wall than to go bracket racing or watch bracket racing. <laughs> I think it's the most boring fucking motorsport activity in the world. I'd rather watch tractor pulls, and and you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I like tractor pulls. I like I tractor pulls tractor a lot. Pulls. I don't like. I don't like fucking bracket racing. <laughs> you know. Yeah. To me, it's yeah, an you know it's what? an old fart mentality of well i'm I'm racing myself i'm just trying to better myself it's like okay you know the tony robbins of drag racing yeah th- those guys that do that one of my best friends uh is is not that heavy like he knows a lot of those guys from that that tv show whatever that's outlaw street outlaws or whatever right and 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 my buddy he's like really into it in fact he's you know he's done some really nice cars you know stripped down street race cars and sure. he's that that's him man that that's his it's weird how we but we are on the same page we we come together on different aspects but but that's that's that guy i mean he just loves all that shit and i'm just like man those cars take up way too much room i don't have that much room i don't have that kind of patience to be honest with you so you know it for some strangers you know i, I came from from the bike deal you know my dad rode a pan shovel i mean that was our main transportation when i was like four or five i mean some of those pictures of my old man and i on the back of his bike are just like literally just on people's wallpapers and computers and you know it's it's just nuts but you know it started for me that way and then you know it never really it took back then and then i just my cousin had a shop here in in hemet and uh you know, I would go help out and just do whatever it took to get my hands on parts and this and that. And I that and, and getting back to the red rum, I do appreciate that, man, because that, that bike was like bare bones. And it was a hodgepodge of parts that I like and people that I liked. And, and at that time, to be honest with you, I dug Jesse and, he, you know, his stuff that he was doing. But I, in all fairness, man, Billy Lane, dude, the Billy Lane style of that, like, that hot rod slash harley slash don't give a fuck just you know if you find something cool you like put it on the bike and if it works bitch and if nobody likes it i don't care so if in, in all fairness uh billy lane was one of my influences really back then i mean i liked all the old school bikes and and stuff like that but red rum uh back up fast forward however we want to do this um i was working at my cousin's shop and he, and he kept you know i'd work for things like oh what do you need what do you want i'm like oh i want a paco frame you know because he built bikes uh you know the same style as red rum just not that raw he built nice painted stuff and you know so i got the paco frame and then he had like this 47 knock front end that was just sitting in the corner which is like worth that. like fucking four thousand dollars right now yeah 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 to be honest it's it's i i, I you know, I, I talk to all like uh, all my dad's friends and people that are just just baffled by the the, the outlandish prices of, of how these things are. I mean, my dad told me, "Oh, we used to throw those fucking knuckleheads away. They were junk. They weren't fast. They fucking broke down." I'm like, "Oh, oh man." So you know that, but uh, yeah, like, <laughs> it's nuts. Like, it, it is. It's nuts. And so, you know, I, again, Red Rum had that. And then, you know, I, I, I took some aspects of this and that. And, and uh, yeah, I, I put it together. And uh, I just, my mom, you know, she, she's been passed for quite some time. And she's like, oh, you're, those things are death traps. And you're going to end up in a body bag. So, you know. The license, the license plate. plate. Yeah, the license plate came from the body bag. Everybody, you know, everybody gave me shit. Oh, it looks like boy bag. I'm like, oh, whatever. 
anyway, so, you know, it's it, it just, and then, you know, having that hot rod influence yet still in the bikes, that's where the pinstriping came from. One of my local guys here in town, um, Roger Bowman, uh, he's the one that striped it for me and did all the gold leaf. And then, uh, yeah, I just, I ran it like that for a while. Um, and then the horse, you know, I did the, did the horse thing and they shot it. My, you know, Nelson, Cano, he, it was, you know, he's like, dude, I, I want to shoot that thing. And I was like, oh, okay, awesome. And I was so stoked. And, you know, the coverage that it got, I was like beyond floored and flattered at that same time. And then, you know, then I changed it up a bit. Nobody really saw it. And then uh, one day, Cuddy and I were, were uh, uh, sitting there, and I guess he got a phone call from Jason Jesse. Like, you know, him and Jason have always been really good friends. Right. Even before all, you know, all that stuff incarnated. And so he's like, hey, Jesse's doing a uh, the Moon Eye show, and uh, he's like, want, you know, needs a couple bikes. You want to bring your bike, and I'm going to bring my Denver's bike. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I put some baby apes on it, and, and, uh, you know, and then we took it there, and that that was that was first time I've ever met Jason Jesse, and that dude's a riot. Wait, um, so Red Rum went to Moon Eyes? Red, Red Rum was Moon Eyes here in in, in the United States. Uh, okay, I was like, Jesus, in yeah, Yokohama, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, so no, I wish one of these days, you know, when 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 my life slows down a little bit, I I might just make it to Yokohama. Honestly. Uh, that's one of the shows that, like, on my bucket list that's, that I want to attend. I don't have much of a bucket list. I, I don't. I don't govern myself that way. I. I pretty much have a fuck it list. The, the things that I'm. Yeah. I'm going to do, but and that's yeah. on it. But going back to, we opened up in '03, and so prior to that, um, and, I'll, and I've admitted this on this podcast, in, on probably in every fucking iteration, and and, and <laughs> at least once in every episode. Like, I, I dude. I I saw Paul and Polly on on TV and um I didn't I wasn't immediately I didn't immediately catch what was going on with uh, uh Monster not Monster Garage but um the what you call it the um American Chopper American Chopper and then Jesse's stuff that he was doing the it wasn't Monster Garage what was the oh Motorcycle Mania uh, Motorcycle Mania yeah yeah so uh I it didn't it didn't register with me at first, and I got an I got an issue of the horse, and the first issue of the horse I got was I still have it. I'm looking at it right now. I went and dug it up last night, issue 41, May 2004, with the red rum bike in it. And I have to tell you, I'm not I'm not trying to lick your balls. I'm telling you straight up, like there's five bikes that show up on my radar, that are top five, no particular order. And that bike is top five. And I have that right there has governed everything I've ever built for myself has been it's ruined. It really it ruined me because you you hit on a couple things like so my my top five bikes, uh, Warren's El Rey, uh, Billy's Misbehaving. Yep, that one. That one's amazing. So um, the Red Rum bike. Um, Jesse's green CFL. Oh yeah, the web one. The the original one with the um, the web pipes with the web pipes and the, the oh, Our Lady of Guadalupe on the tank. Yeah, and so okay, okay. and and I pride myself. Uh, there, the guy who owns Chongo now. Um, I, I work on that for him. Um, nice. I work. He's got Chongo Coors, uh, the red Cisco El Diablo. Um, wow. He has. Uh, I don't know when I don't know exactly when you worked there, but when they were he's got Sturgis Special, the the original Sturgis Special. 
And no, I wasn't there at that time. So there was a bike in, there's a picture online of that bike being assembled, and there's a purple bike with flames on it, an El Diablo Softail 200 rear uh, on the, on the, uh, on the, on the hoist. Yeah. And, uh, that he owns that bike. He's got a total of 14 of them, but when all said and done, <laughs> there are one W nines. Wow. Yeah. That, that's a collection right there. It is. It's fantastic. And so he was, he did live in, um, Chino Hills and now he lives, uh, he lives somewhere in Utah and, uh, he flew me out to Chino to do just PMs on all those bikes. And I have, do you remember Bobby Nathy at all? A name sounds vaguely familiar. So do you remember yeah. Chrome Frame, El Diablo, Blue and Green Tank? Uh, it was made oh, into yeah, a yeah, toy. Yeah, yeah. So he's got three yeah. bikes. Those three bikes are actually oh, wow. here in the showroom right now, uh, wow. here at the shop. Just so, because. So, so you've you've done you've done a lot of the maintenance on a lot of those bikes that that were built at the shop, based on that you were involved in all this, right? That's yeah, just where I'm going. Just because, yeah, that and and, and I kind of have the no, I know the whereabouts of most of the bikes, but the green bike is something I have the no whereabouts of. Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, I, I haven't, um, um, you know, I always got dubbed the, the chopper stalker, and and we'll 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 touch base on that, I guess, at some point when you when you want to know. But but uh, I do know a lot of knowledge. I probably have probably the large collection on digital of right click stolen picks of West Coast bikes. <laughs> um, you know, I, again, huge huge fan uh, of you know of the whole that whole scene. So I don't know where that bike went. And and then that the other one, it's funny because uh Rob 48 posted on his Instagram feed uh, a picture of the worry bike. Yeah. Um, and that and that's that, somewhere in California now, isn't it? it? Okay. So I could be wrong. I've been known to be wrong before and I actually put that on there that I heard Robbie told me I had the chance to buy the bike. Um, at one point, and I don't know how I got pushed out of the mix, but I didn't end up with it, and, and it wasn't expensive. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Um, and I got pushed out of the mix, and supposedly it ended up in some dude's house down by the beach. I don't know, Pacific Palisades, Malibu, you know, right. one of the those areas, maybe Balboa, somewhere. And it sits like in his front window, over like it in his living room, like in like a window. That that's what I've been told, and I've heard it like a couple times. So my guess is that's where that bike is. It doesn't get ridden from what I from what I gather, and that's always been. I've had a hard on for that bike forever, and and Jesse's always been like, "What the fuck for? It's fucking Paco frame and yeah. flathead." And I'm like, "Dude, I just like that raw. I like that raw style. Like I appreciate everything everybody does. Like across the board, like I don't knock the big wheel baggers. I don't knock you know what, whatever you choose to ride and you choose to put right. passion in." whether it be cars, trucks, whatever, I'm okay with that because I know it takes just as much effort and passion to do it as it does to, to sit back and knock somebody's shit. So I, I and me, if it takes a lot it, less effort to knock somebody's shit, I can, I can, I can assure yeah. you that, but it, I, I know does, where you're going yeah. from. And I appreciate that yeah. because I, I, dude, I'm going to be real honest with you. I've had to do, I, I think I build a really nice big wheel bagger. It's not my thing. Um, like personally, Big wheel baggers aren't my thing, but I've built a lot of them, and I mean, I had to to be in business. I mean, I'm not I'm I'm not somebody who has a following, so yeah. I don't try to I don't try to pretend that I do or try to Mister Big stuff anybody. I mean, if I get no. somebody who wants me to build a chopper, I build a chopper. I'm doing a right now. I'm doing a 
soft tail for the Loretta Lynn show. It's the first time in my career after 15 years that I've been asked to like be a participant in anything. Um, Badass. Bill Dodge is, uh, is kind of curating the, the BC moto and he handpicks all the, all the builders that go to that. And so I'm, I can, Sweet. you know, it's pretty awesome that, that I was asked to do that and I wanted to yeah. do it for a oh, few yeah. years and, and made it known. Um, but you've got guys out there that, that, I mean, you, dude, it, the, the older I get, the less hate I have. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I get know, a little cynical, but I get a little cynical, but I, I, it's, I don't try, I try not to hate on people when you're right. You know, you know, it's, it's, uh, and this is kind of how I always see it. And, and I'll fast forward. This is, you never know what's around the corner. And, and so, you know, it's like, I, I'm always full of hate. I probably be the most bitterest person ever when it comes to, to stupid stuff. You like <laughs> get off my lawn, your leaves are in my driveway, you know, that type of shit. But right. But like when I, when, when there's like, I I have this one kid that I do, that I do work for off and on. And, you know, and I, I, again, I'm a backup. I've progressed into just like old school stuff. I I did the FXRs for a while. I love those. I had one when they were like not popular. Right. And, uh, you know, Nelson Cano had one and, and he's like, Oh, this bitch and bike. And, you know, I, I just, I, I got out of those, um, did the club shit for a little bit. And, and, uh, you know, what just wasn't my thing. Um, you know, I, I just really didn't. Well, you're Anyways. married, and you're you're married, and you're a dad now, right? Uh, I'm married, and I have three kids. Yeah, uh, I have all girls. Dude, um, 17, 17, 13, and five. Dude, so, I couldn't put uh, the candle on the cake either, and so I stopped it too. I was like, I'm fucking not going. We're not going. Yeah. We're not going any further than this. You know, Billy just yeah. had his third daughter, and you can't tell me that there wasn't some some you know a little glimmer of 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 hope and pray that there would be there would be a boy you know? yeah that's what that's what all of our on both sides of, of both sides of our family that's what everybody says you guys are gonna try for a boy and like man it's not no. gonna happen like no matter how many monsters i drink no matter what i got going on i could i could eat like 10 candy bars for my swimmers to swim that fast and it's i i evidently it's just not happening so it is what it is and sure. um you know I, I try to include them. You know, I do a lot of parts running and, you know, going and finding stuff. And I'm still picking like crazy. You know, I'm in all these old man's garages grabbing parts. And how does that even go- work nowadays? I mean, so, so, so let's just uh, let me let me preface a couple of things. So, number one, this is the, you, this is your propriety, right? I mean, you're this is what you do for a living. Yes. Uh, actually, it is not. No. Okay. No. Um, I do. Uh, <laughs> I'm a network engineer for a um yeah, i'm gonna back this up because it's kind of crazy i'm a network engineer for a private internet company which is called the wisp um okay. and so it's a microwave company I, that is my nine to five uh and i'm a partner in that company so oh nice uh yeah so i do this um basically to alleviate whatever nonsense that i have going on in my life this is my passion so I think that if I had to do this for a living, I don't think I would want to do it. And and the reason I say that is because I also did for a long, long time. I was a professional graphic designer. That's what I thought. I okay, you, I do. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember that from the Chopper Dogs days, where you know, I, you know, people would ask me to do logos, and and I've done a shit ton of logos, and my my client list is very long, and like, and so I, I it was just got to the point to where. I had to draw digitally because I was paid to, and it just took the whole fun out of the art side of it. And so I told myself after I got out of that, that I'll never do something I love to do professionally and have to. So 
That being said, I'm a network engineer, deal with nothing but computers on the daily, mainly just networks. It's not really com- personal computers, right? But in but any other time I I have free, I'm all about old motorcycles and parts and selling them and buying them and building bikes and you know it's shipping them off. You know I, I know a lot of guys hate it, but you know what? There's a big market in Japan and. And uh, that I, I idolize the the way the Japan guys are. Just you know, their their passion for all these old bikes is just it bleeds big time. And yeah, so, you know, I follow I, a lot of Japanese things. So I, do I. I can't read what they're what they're putting out there, but the content. <laughs> Google Translate, buddy. I never thought about that, but the, the the content of what they post and the way they ride and the way they, I don't know, it's it's real clean. Even when it's even when it's when it's edgy and raw and maybe a little unfinished looking, there's there's something sterile about the way the Japanese people approach everything they do. You know, um, yeah, everything. It, it, yeah, I mean, it's, they don't have they don't half step anything. No, it's it's crazy because they take what we. I mean, no matter what, we've pretty much done it before they have, for the most part. Um, in my mind cars you know they take our lowriders and and they they throw a twist on them or they just keep them the way we had them you know our volkswagens i'm a huge volkswagen fan our right. mini trucks god everybody knows i'm a mini trucker you know whatever <laughs> well i was talking um, to one of the guys that was on on chopper dogs today and i said that i told him i was interviewing you tonight for the podcast he goes wasn't he into trucks I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean and and in all fairness i mean if i had you know again i worked at west coast you Jones. had a pre-runner didn't you Oh, I, I did. I built a okay. Nissan Titan for Nissan of North America uh, for a SEMA show where I did a whole bunch of crap to it. Um, and, yeah, I, so I, I did that for a little bit. Why doesn't you know, that I, stuff ever turn into anything substantive? I mean, I'm asking you, like, an honest question. Like, um, you know, I had mentioned that the, this was an opportunity that I had This this where someone's asked me to build something for an invitational, right? And I've done uh, – I've done – I did five, four corporate bikes for Napa Auto Parts in 2005, and wow. and then and then it's it's like it's done. It's it, it just goes dark. I know I never understood why if it was me, you know, I thought it was me. I thought it was my company or some something I did or said or whatever. And then you hear like you built a, a car or a truck for SEMA. That's not that's not small. That wasn't inexpensive for anybody. It was expensive for you. It was expensive for them. It was a, even if it if it made you money it was still time effort uh sleepless nights you know monster energy yeah, well, drinks and you know skin knuckles yeah. <laughs> you know what, what's crazy is and, I, and i'm gonna back up a little bit when i went to work for west coast choppers i didn't work for the chopper side i don't know if you knew that and no you were on the car side the, right yeah i was like i was the car guy so basically um those were sleepless nights i mean jesse dumped at one point on us um three or four SEMA builds for one year. I think we did the Motorola Dually. We did the Coors Bandit. That was a fuck. That car was bad as all hell, man. I, if that, that car, it was, I wanted to kill myself afterwards. And like all of us in the shop were like, we wanted to like go outside and just duke it out religiously. And, and you mind you, the car shop wasn't very big. So we all wanted to kill each other, but that we did that car. That was you, and Rick, kind of, and uh, and Jay no, 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 that was way before Rick. Yeah, car fixer, car fixer didn't come in until almost the end of it, to be honest. Okay. So that was that was uh, the car shop consisted of at that time. Jay Hodges was there for a little while. He was kind of running back and forth from car shop to to bike shop, uh, but the car shop mainly consisted of myself, uh, Bobby James, 
uh, which is Bobby McCurdy. He's a mini trucker. Alex Anderson, who has bounced all over and been on all kinds of different TV shows. Uh, and then, sorry for the airplane, Levine Airport. Oh, no worries, man. Uh, uh, and then there was this one cat, which I won't even give him credit because okay. I didn't get I didn't get along with him at all, and he was there too. But uh, and and that that was it, man. Four dudes did the car shop. Then you had the paint shop, you know, which was you know obviously legendary hot dog and Andy May, which Andy May I love him to death, and um, that's who redid Red Rum for me. Uh, but um, the paint wise. But, uh, yeah, that was it, man. It was us four. So, so it was, uh, I mean, we farmed out interiors at that point to, you know, a guy in Orange County, but mm-hmm. like all the paint body, that was hot dog, all the suspension and any type of fabrication, even that was me and Bobby and basic, it basically was just me and Bobby. And then, uh, uh, Alex Anderson was the parts runner and it, not parts runner, excuse me, I'm sorry, shop manager. And he like made sure we had all the parts and all the, you know, so, but basically the car guy shop was, was us, you know, and I took my, I took my F two fifty at that time to SEMA. So we did the dually, the, uh, uh, the Motorola dually, which was an F three fifty all bagged out on giant ass wheels that Jesse designed in house. Right. And then it was, uh, the, you know, the trans am, which we did for Coors, uh, promo for Coors. The same time we did that. They did those El Diablos for Coors. Uh, we did, we had that going on all in the same time. I built my F two fifty. that went to SEMA. And then the same time we had, um, the orange three forty uh, Barracuda that just got finished. Wow. I so, forgot about that car. Yeah. Then we took that car. And then in the same time, all that was going on. We had that, that, uh, 54, uh, the yellow 54, the Winfield painted 54. Right. So all those cars were going on pretty much all at the same time. Mind you, I only worked for West Coast for two and a half years, give or take a little bit. And so all that crap went on within that that time frame. So, you know, that was a a very wild and crazy time in my life. You know, I was driving eighty five miles. I was going to say every, every single day. You you're you're you live in Hemet still, don't you? Uh, I do. I do live in Hemet. Yes, and I drove from Hemet to Long Beach every day. How long did it take you? uh on a good day an hour and 45 minutes on a on a bad day three hours you didn't even have a podcast to listen to <laughs> no i didn't have, no you know what it, you probably had one of them know, old is ipod ipods with where you could you could change the volume by rolling your thumb around like no, <laughs> yeah no to be honest with you, they, those weren't even out there man you know what i you know what i did is because i, I was kind of a, you know obviously mini trucker and mm-hmm. audio I had a badass audio system. I'm F two fifty. I'd pop in a movie and I'd watch a movie back and forth. Um, gotcha. You know, I'd just sit there and sit there in traffic and just you know, it, it, you know, it's, I, it was crazy. It was a crazy time in my life. I wouldn't change it um, because it gave me an experience. And and if I had to say anything, uh, it basically because he was so uh, meticulous about the way he wanted something done, it bettered my. It honed my skills of, of not trying to take the shortcut every single time to do something. So, you know, and, and that's, you know, I was all, I'm always the guy, like I'll be asses to elbows. I don't care how long the work takes. I'll work as my ass off, but he pretty much was so like, you got to do this. And, you know, he, he, he checks in on a lot of those builds a lot more than everybody thinks he does. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I here's here's what I'll I'll go on record saying, and I, and I've said this before, but not not on record. <laughs> I have I I've you know I've worked on uh, every different iteration of shop build you could you could have, and I've crawled all over them, up, down, in, out. I've had 
some of the most expensive bikes that Orange County had built in my shop just by virtue of one reason or another, they needing service, um, all the way down to their production bikes. <clears throat> I've had, I mean, you name it, I've had, I've owned a, a Chopper Zinc bike. Um, nobody, I would, I, and I, I could prove it, nobody built a bike uh, with the consistency of quality that was built uh, with a 199 VIN, it just didn't happen. And then, you know, and I mean, I, can, I think I feel like I could prove it. I feel like I've been doing this long enough and worked on enough motorcycles and owned enough motorcycles and know enough people in the business to where I can pretty much prove it. I don't consider myself a bike builder by any stretch of the imagination. To me, as a, a bike builder, someone you can lock in a room with a bunch of raw materials no. and, and come out the other end with a bike. And, and I think Jesse's definitely one of those people. I think Aaron, almost definitely, Aaron Green is one of those people. Uh, I believe Russ Mitchell is actually, um, you know, and, and people could, you can, Russ, Russell approaches it from a mechanical standpoint to where there's a lot of people that can't lace a fucking wheel. And I know he can lace a wheel and I, and I know I can lace a wheel and I, and I know I'm a mechanic. So that's, that's, I don't like, I don't like to, but I can fuck, do it. <laughs> I hate doing it, man. God damn it. There's nothing on the planet that I do here that makes me want to blow my brains out like that. And I, and I have a kid that works for me. That's probably the best, like flat rate mechanic I've ever seen work and he can do it and he can do it quick and he's flawless at it. So I don't even fuck around with it anymore. That's, that's one of the things that, uh, that I have had to give up uh, to have the kind of the, the scale of operation that we have is that I can't do everything. I, I, yeah, I possibly can't, you know, so when I talk it's to somebody to like you, position. yeah. So when I talk to somebody like you, uh, my question for someone like you is: is that you are, w- w- where do the wheels come off on an enterprise like that? And I don't want, I don't, I don't mean anything. You know, you, we alluded to it before. Uh, nothing personal, none of that. So I'm talking strictly business. You've worked for what is arguably one of the most successful, and certainly, um, you know, he's he, he, the biggest enterprises that was around when it was around, you know, I mean, it was, nobody did it better. Nobody did it bigger then. where do the wheels come off on something like that? I mean, I I don't, was it demand? Was it money? Was it, I mean, what do you think? Was it, was it employees? How do the wheels come off of an enterprise like that? Um, you, you know, you, you're meaning like what, how did it demise in the time frame that it did? Yeah. So no, I'm not. Yeah. So I mean, we all we we could all read through tabloid bullshit, but I'm talking about nah, from, from this, a business is, model. Is, if that business made a fuck ton of money, Jesse's not stupid. Jesse is. If he's nothing, he's he's a, an astute uh, student of, of business and commerce and and understands that stuff. You know, he had, I think he had enough green shit passed between his fingers for, for certain things that surprised him, too. I mean, I don't think anybody – I don't think he knew that he was going to come home with a suitcase of $200,000 in it from Daytona for selling T-shirts, right? Yeah, you know, and, and, and the, the, this is strictly my opinion, man. And, and that's and, all I want. And this, yeah, this is, this is just from, from, from my bird's eye view uh, when I was there. And, you know, it, I don't know if you know, but probably about two months after I left is when – he folded shop. Um, maybe, maybe a little longer, maybe six months. If I had to give it that, it wasn't, it wasn't long. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I just think he got burned out, man. That's... And that's my honesty. He, he had, honestly, he had so many irons. And I, again, strictly my opinion from the, from, from looking over the fence, um, he just had his hands in everything. Like, I think you know, that's the had... most thoughtful response I've ever heard. And probably the most articulate too. I think everybody wants to try to paint it as some kind of, you know, horrible 
thing. I, I think so many people are jaded. They don't understand. I, you can't just, it's so hard to go out of business when you're scaled I, I up. Don't, I don't, you know, he never went out of business though. That's, it, 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 I don't, I don't know what the legalities were. And again, that none of my business. I just think it, West Coast Choppers had reached a time to where he's like the scale it was to the scale it kind of got to. And then his personal life, you know, it, no matter what, Jesse had his hands in all aspects of that fucking business, whether it be accounting, whether it be fucking what was going in, what was going out. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he delegated. Don't get me wrong. He had good people in his corner or from what, you know, what I think might have been good people. I don't know his right. again, my opinion. Yeah. Um, but he I just think he got burned out, man. I just think he said, well, I need to take a break and, and clear his head. And evidently, whatever he did somewhat did the trick. I mean, I, I still follow him on Instagram and we talk shit back and forth to each other now and then. And that's just our relationship. You know, it's right. It is what it is, but, uh, you know, he, he, he'll never go away from, from creating. I mean, if you would have told me the dude was going to make guns back in the day, I would have said, yeah, right. Oh, right. But I, I, could he do it? Of course he could have done it back then. But if you would have told me that, I'd have been like, huh, you know, who, who do you know that's making hundreds and thousands of dollars off of fucking forged stamped metal with his logo on it? Not I, me. Yeah, I'm my wife. It's, my wife has a not, knife from him. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying, you know, my, my point I'm trying to make. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like whatever he touches, he puts his he puts he puts effort into it. He and it's just that raw and it's just that cool. And it's like not some like. I can cut through a fucking aluminum can. And yeah, he's not selling you again. You're completely right about that. He's not selling you it's, a Ginsu knife. He's you not. Know, it's straight, straightforward. You know, just this is what you're getting. I made it or I, I, I had a hands in on making all of it. And it came out of my little shop here and wherever he's at. You right. Know, and this is what you're getting. And, you know, obviously it's, it's working. You know, the, the dude's been successful at, at his career and, and I, I, I give him kudos for that. You know, it's that, you know, he's happy and he's, you know, he's doing what he's doing and so be it. Well, you know? that's so. a good point too. As long as, as long as you're happy doing what you're doing, I think it makes it, I think that's what makes it worth it. Um, I don't judge anybody based off of how much money they do or don't have. Nah. Um, and I think he's a hustler though, man. He's, he's a hustler. You know, you, you have to understand some of those cars that were coming in and out of the shop, he was working trade deals. <laughs> so, you sure. know, whatever cash he may or may not have had at the time, you know, I traded this plus this plus that to get that badass McLaren or whatever, you know, that going door fucking Mercedes. Or yeah. And I don't think, it, I don't think that ever goes away. I think that, I mean, you've got it in you. I mean, you can tell from talking to you and, and just no, looking at some of the builds that you had that you, you know, you, you, you have one thing that I, here's so, Backing up a little bit, you had mentioned um, you were talking about the way that things get done in in Yokohama, in in Japan, and the affinity they have for things that we do over here, and and how um, we did it first, but they either do it as good, better, or at least honor the way we do it. You know, I don't know if you know this or not, but when you're talking to somebody, um, people from California have it. You have a certain air about you when you're when you're talking. Um, that, that I'll t Chopper Dave has it too. I've met Chopper Dave in person one time. It was 10 or 11 years. It was the same year I met you, but it was earlier in the year. Things that I think people that don't live in California all think that you guys are all, you guys think you invented everything cool. And 
there's some I think there's a little bit of truth to that. I think there's a lot of cool things that have come out of California. But one thing that I'll tell you that I've, I've encountered from every person that I know from California, especially the ones that do this, is you're not dicks. I was at Chopper Dave's shop for five minutes and he talked to me and treated me like he had known me my whole life. He was at about 11 or 12 as far as like amped up and all the things he was talking about and showing me. And I just think you guys have, I think over there you have, um, you have a pool that you can draw from of cool things and people that want cool things and expendable cash and don't discredit how good the weather is where you live either for contributing to, to people wanting that have those kinds of means to be there. So when, when, when someone from like me that's from Detroit that lives in Florida now, um, talks to somebody like you that's in California, we don't get the kind of exposure that you, that you get. We don't get the kind of, and I don't want to say opportunities. We get opportunities. They just look different. You know what I mean? You know, and it's sad on that side because, you know, there are a lot of guys you know, I, I, and I follow a lot of guys. Again, I, I keep saying this follow. Um, you I know, know you mean. Yeah, Instagram, there, Facebook, lot, that kind of shit. There's a lot of guys. I don't have a Facebook. I got, gave away with that a long time. Well, that shit's, uh, I spend enough time on, if my wife, if my wife could like throw my phone off a cliff, um, you know, obviously I make money off of it. So she, yeah. you know, she probably pull it back after a while. But, but, uh, you know, the, the, some of the guys that I follow on, on Instagram and I talk to are, are you know, just normal dudes that like, you know, they work a full-time job and they build these badass old choppers in like their buddy's shop or their shop. And, and they just have like this cool swagger to them. And, and it's, you know, it's, I think I get, I get drawn to it. Um, it, and, and again, like I'll see this baddest, I don't even know if I follow the guys, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll right. go through the, you know, uh, whatever that explore feed is. And, you know, I'll click on a cool bike that catches my eye. And I'll drop the dude a note, man. Give him a thumbs up, dude. Bitch and bike, man. I love it. And you know, if I go, and then I'll jump on his page and I'll look, and he's got cool shit. And then I'll follow the guy. But right. I have no problem. You know, I'm not that cool, and I'm not that <laughs> full of myself, and like to where I'm like, oh, I'm this this crazy bike builder. You know, uh, no, dude. I I'm just a normal dude, and I got a garage full of parts, and I just build what I like. I have a certain style, and and I guess I would have to call it like late '60s, early '70s club bikes. That's what I like, you know, that purpose-built chopper that, you right. know, for the most part, that's what I build. That's what I like. And so when I see other dudes that are doing it, I give them credit because, you know, who knows? You know, at some point in time, you know, that dude might might want to be like, hey, man, you know, I need this part or, you know, you got this part or I may need a part from him and he has it. It's like I just built relationships. I think that's the one thing that I take from from this is, I, you know, you never know, like, you know, there's this one dude from Florida that's in your area right now. And I, and I, and I, I worked to deal with him probably about two years ago, uh, on a fairing, like an right. old, uh, nacelle, you know, the sportster nacelles, you know, the sure. all aluminum yep. ones. Yep. And dude didn't know me from shit from a Shinola, but um, he's like, Hey man, I got one of those. I don't even ride my bike that it's on, but I'll take it off if you're looking for one. And he fucking sold it to me, man. Like the dude took it off his bike and sold it to me. And, and I don't know who you follow or who you don't, but the dude, the dude goes by shipwreck on on instagram uh he just got in a huge a motorcycle accident lost his leg i mean it's, oh it's jesus gnarly, christ gnarly shit man gnarly shit that the dude guys this guys got a little a little kid you know a small family and shit and just a normal go to work make the money come home hang out with his friends drink have fun and you know but the, that that resonated with me 
And I'm like, fuck, this dude like went out in his garage. He sent me a picture of it on his bike and then took it off. And he said, you know what? I kind of like it with it off anyways. So, you know, it's these relationships that I build with these people. And, and, and I'm, I'm that type of guy that like, I, I like the stories I do from too. the old timers yeah. just as much as I like getting in their garages. I, I met this. In fact, I just recently came up on a, a 1941 Nuck motor uh, and I got it from an old timer. And the I'm, the dude's like my best friend now. It, it's crazy. He's lived close. He's lived close to me for fucking thirty years, and I never knew about him. And then I got turned on to him, and and now, we, you know, we talk. We, we and luckily he texts, but we text like daily. Sometimes you know, and it's just the guy's got crazy old stories. He's got old shops full of motorcycles, full of motorcycle parts. And it's I think that's where it comes in. I just love that old school. I could sit and listen to his stories all day long. Yeah, I mean, that, so it's funny you said that you're talking about relationships because there isn't anything that um, there's never been anything as substantive uh, in my life um, than the people that I've met through motorcycle. And I'll be real honest with you. This sounds this may you may or may not, well, I mean, I know you'll believe it when I tell you, but you may or not may not you may not register with you like correctly. But so <clears throat> I started out I started out going to Chopper Dogs in like 06, I, my business partner, Evan, in Michigan, uh, he had a, a log on. So I would go on there and just kind of look at the bikes. And that was kind of the genesis of me being interested in the West Coast stuff because I was, I mean, I was ready to grow fucking dreadlocks and, and go be Billy Lane. You know, I mean, like that, <laughs> when he built that tank, um, misbehaving, and then, uh, you know, I got more and more and then saw the hubless and then I saw all the yeah, I'm not much of a who's it and what's it guy, but his bikes, the, the choppers that he built, I really like. I mean, there's nothing sexier to me than looking at a, a chopper with a 180 on the back, and then it gets real narrow, and you see these big bars come down, and this tank that's that's Frisco mounted way up there, you know, kind of just it's larger in life. It, it's kind of um, it's a it's I get where you're going. kind of a carnival look to me, right? But the the friends that I made through Chop Dogs. Uh, do you remember Cody Childress from that Chopper name Dogs? Sounds familiar. He was like the sixth guy to sign up. You've met him in person. He's been, he was at a couple yeah. of the really early NLPs and he built, he just built an FXR that won the FXR show this year. And then three years ago, he built an FXR, an orange FXR that won the show uh, in 2016. And he's my best friend. I met him through Chopper Dogs. And my nice. other, my other best friend is a guy that goes by TikTok that lives in England he, I met him in NLP in 07. In 08, he flew over with his wife and kids. My daughter, who's 24, is best friends with his daughter that's 24. And his daughter's flying over here with her kid and her husband to stay at my daughter's. I mean, like, we fly over to England and stay with them. He, they come here two, three How times a year. How rad is that, man? Dude, How it's, rad is that? it's amazing. So when okay. someone— when I, got a, I got a chopper dog story for you. Go ahead. Keep going. Well, I'll, well when, somebody, when somebody kind of marginalizes that stuff— it's like this is important. So, two years ago, um, two years ago, I bought a guy came into my shop. Had it, he's like, "Hey, I got this motorcycle for sale. It's a Harley. It's my wife's um, first husband's. He passed away. They're the original owners. Thirty thousand miles. It's an FXR. So I go look at it. I get it. I make him an offer. I end up owning it. I take it home. A hurricane hits here. 
I don't, you know, as soon as a hurricane hits in Florida, everybody shuts down for a couple of weeks. It's kind of a weird deal. I, I don't know if there's anything that's, you know, maybe a wildfire is the closest thing I can compare it to in, in California. I've never been out yeah, there and even had to live in that. But so um, Warren posts this picture of uh, one of Billy's bikes that he's trying to sell. It had been in a wreck. So I message him. He's like, yeah, you know, well, whatever. I'll trade you. I told him I'd trade him this FXR. I'd always wanted to own one of Billy's bikes. So he's like, yeah, come on down. So I go down to Miami. Um, we're hanging out at a shop. His girl comes over. We're talking. We're drinking beers. And all of a sudden, it's Miami. It's Sunday night. And it's like 8 o'clock. I'm like, fuck, if I leave now, I'm not going to get home till like 2 or 3 in the morning. So he's like, man, just stay at the house. So this is kind of like this. I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not trying to be weird about it, but I'm he lives in the, in the house that him and Billy were raised in. It's on a lake in, in Miami, like in Miami proper. And it's on a lake. It's fucking it's so sweet. And the the room off the back of the house where he built El Rey's there and we're just sitting there talking. And he's like, yeah, man, he's like, I want to get out of this. He goes, I don't want to do this motorcycle thing anymore. He wants you know, he he's an artist. I don't know if you've ever seen any of his artwork, but it's fucking amazing. I have not, but now I will. You know, God, he's, dude, he's it's <laughs> unbelievable. And he's into um, he's into aircraft, like vintage aircraft. He's he's flying around and in in restoring, like you would restore a motorcycle. He's restoring uh, like a mid-century aircraft with a with a Pratt wow. Whitney motor, and so he's that's what he wants to get into. But he but we're sitting there out by the lake. And he, and he looks at me, he goes, but if I do that, he goes, I don't get this. And he starts motioning towards me. And I'm like, I, I don't understand what you're saying. He goes, I don't get this. He goes, this only happens in motorcycles. Like you come into my house and me, me feeling comfortable enough from the transaction that we had and the interaction we had and the people, the common people that we know that I feel comfortable. And I ended up staying in his house and we hung out. It was, it was, it was surreal because it was the first time and, and now we're buddies i mean like i was That's just awesome. down there last the week week before week before last i was down there and you know what i mean like i'm he's very guarded he i don't think he would ever I, he would be he would be somebody that i don't know if i could get to do this but i meet people through motorcycling that uh, that changed my life I mean, I'm, my best friends in the world are people that I met through a goddamn website that I paid $20 a month that everybody that worked at West Coast Choppers made fun of me for. You know what I mean? Oh, man. It's, it, they did, but they didn't, man, because every single one of those those guys were on that website. They just kind of lurked, dude. Right. But so so taking from the friends you meet from, from Chopper Dogs, do you remember Big Block? I remember the name Big Block, yes. Okay. Uh, well, that dude is like one of my really close friends. Um, um, he, he's, he, I, I actually, uh, do you remember shit talker, which was Brian Bauer, Brian Bauer? I do remember the shit talker, um, the screen name. Brian Bauer, Brian Bauer was shit talker. Okay. Well, I built a CFL while I was working there. Um, and I got about halfway through it and, uh, I'll take fucking Jesse hates me for this. Um, I ended up selling the fucking CFL to Brian and Brian had a, shit ton of money and wanted us you know wanted a cfl but didn't want a shop couldn't afford a shop built one right I, well let me back up thought he couldn't afford a shop built one i am pretty sure brian could afford one you know yeah uh, I, anyway, I know exactly what you mean long story short you know i had all the fucking crazy i had a cfl 130 um that i that i had got i traded it to bill dodge for some giant astros some one-off astros that he was going to use for something frame 
Um, I got an old uh, wide glide front end that, uh, you know, anyways, long story short, I, I, you know, those guys I still talk to today. Like Brian's a super good friend of mine. Big Block was just at my house probably, you know, a month ago. I ended up selling Big Block, that brown shovel that I that, yeah. that I have on my feet. Mm-hmm. Brian's brother from Canada, Carmen, ended up buying my shovel. Um, it's now in Vegas. Uh, so, it, you know, it's those relationships that you, I mean, and, and then my friend Christina that was on. That oh, was I on know there. Christina Pamias. Yes. Okay. Well, her dad and my dad were like super good friends as well as my mom and, and her mom. So I ended up, you know, Christina's when, when her dad passed away, I went over there and, you know, kind of helped her. She wanted to sell everything in the shop. And, you know, of course, like rip, right. Yeah. Rip, rip from Purdue. Yeah. Which was an easy rider editor and photographer for fucking God only knows how long. Right. Um, So dude, you know, being able to pick that dude's personal garage. I mean, that's, that's legendary, man. Legendary. I mean, I, I, I was the second person in that garage to buy shit. Uh, period. And the first person, I guess, had something that were like hell bent on getting. So they got what they wanted. And then it was like a friend of her dad's. And then he left. He didn't give a shit about anything else in the place. All he wanted was that and then left. So basically I was the second person and I had like, I could take whatever, like I wanted, like I, I bought so much shit from her. And then I was gifted a few things that like, uh, you know, from the, from his, his club days. And, and man, I was just, it, it mind blowing. And that's then I bananas. Yeah. So, you know, it's, but I had to go through the checkout process first before, you know, it was, but yeah, I mean, I, I still talk to all those people date. I talked to big block date, which his name's Matt, but I talked to him daily. Wait, that um, Matt, Brian. Matt is triple six, triple sixer. Yeah. On, yeah. Yeah. I, there you go. Yeah. yeah I yeah, do. Yeah. I do business with him every once in a while. I actually sold him. <laughs> <laughs> I sold him, you know, the Coors neon fucking West Coast chopper signs. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple years ago, I got hemmed up and uh, needed some cash. And so I put out there that I, and he was like, look, if you need money, I can give you money, but I'd like to sign. And so I sold him the sign. And I, yeah. And I fucked around and fucked around. And it was, he was, he was in Kazakhstan, I think. Yeah, yeah, Kazakhstan. Yeah, he, he, he. And he's like, "Look, I don't send it to me. Don't send it to me yet." So <laughs> I ended up having it for like six months, and then he was home for like two months. Like, "Hey, are you going to send me this, or you want to give me the money back? What's the deal?" Like, he didn't care. You know, he's like, yeah. either fucking way. He's like, "You needed money. I bought the sign of you. If you don't, if you want to keep the sign, just give me my money back." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." And so I sent it to him, and I was like, I, "I'm a, I, I'll, I'm, I'm a self. I'll admit it all day long." I'm a West Coast Choppers nerd. I'm a fan first, and and I want to circle. This will circle back around, so you'll understand like why I reached out to you anyway. But I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a fan first, and so that's one of the big stumbling blocks that I have in my career. But I wanted another one of these signs, and I, and so I was looking on Offer Up, and I found some dude in where does where does Hot Dog live. Uh, he lives in Temecula. Okay, he lives in Temecula, but he his shop is not by his house. In no, okay, okay. Let me back up. His shop is in Temecula. I think he still lives down south a little bit. Yes, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so okay. this was I found this in Temecula on Offer Up, and so I I messaged him. I'm like, hey, I'm fucking feel like the biggest loser asking you to do this. I said, but I really want one of these, and I found a dude that's got one. Will you? Will you get it for me? 
He's like, yeah, no problem. So he fucking, dude, the, he goes, my shop's in Temecula. And so he went and picked it up for me, and he made the dude plug it in and made sure it worked. He packed it up for me. I, I sent him money. to, But he, it was that kind of shit is is the kind of stuff that I took away from from Chopper Dogs. And, you know, I am. I'm a fucking nerd. I collect, I collect the weird, I have the weirdest West Coast Chopper stuff. Like, I have, I don't know if you know this or not, but when, um, when J.J. married Sandy, all of the wait staff had little bolo ties with skulls. Well, that skull was made by Jeff Decker. And Jesse made Jeff Decker cast these bolo ties, these little skull bolo ties for all the wait staff. Well, Jay Hodge had some, and he gave me one. And so, like, we, how rad is that? Yeah, you're not gonna buy something. Like, Jay Hodge lives here in Tampa, and he and I are really, really good friends. Jay Hodge is a that guy's amazing. I love that guy. Dude, that guy <laughs> has no. He's got no filter. He's got no fear. He's got That's amazing. <laughs> do you do you do you see him on social media at all? You know, I don't, but I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go Dude, find him now. That there is a video good. of him on so that he put on social media. <laughs> These drug dealers were beating the shit out of this kid and taking his wallet, this drug addict, in front of his house in Tampa. He had he walked out there with a fucking forty five with a laser sight and his phone and videotaped himself putting the red dot on fucking this kid and telling these guys to get the fuck off this, you know, I mean, like the whole thing. And he's 65 years old. He's got no business doing any of this stuff, and he completely forgets that he's 65. You know what I mean? Oh, man, that's awesome. He comes that and sees so me all the time, and he doesn't uh, He doesn't come by without – he gives me a fucking gift every time he comes over. I'm like, dude, man, I really appreciate it, but it, it – you know, so I make sure I give him something back. But he's 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 one of those guys that – Fuck, dude, he's awesome. He's just an awesome guy. And yeah, I, me, me and Matt, we trade we trade artwork all the time. Yeah, I know he's a collector. I know he's a collector. Yeah, as well as I am. Or you know, I don't know about artwork. Well, it's kind of hard to say. We both collect artwork, and then we collect like you know the printed stuff that all these guys are doing. So if I see something, I'll tag him in on it. You know, and I don't get me wrong, I still have a gang of West Coast Chopper shit. Um, there was a part a, a time in my life. Um, where I did get hard up for money, like big time. Yeah. And, 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 uh, you know, and, and I know that I had a lot of bitching shit, man. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Those two and a half years I worked there, I collected a lot of shit that a lot of people would, would go nuts for nowadays. Back then it was like, oh, okay, that's cool. But nowadays, man, I could get like a gang of money if I wanted to. I regret selling everything that I, I mean, yep. I, I had shit that I was given as gifts. That's the one thing I won't, that I can't do. Like I, I, that's like the, one of my, one of my golden rules. I just, uh, dude, uh, I've, I've had like that now. Yeah. Well, and I've, I've called the, I've called my buddy TikTok. I'm like, Hey, look, you know, when I told you I got hemmed up a couple years ago after the hurricane and stuff, I, he gave me a bunch of stuff that I, that I ended up selling, but I have, I have so much shit that when I, when, when I decided to move to Florida, so uh, do you remember when Jesse shut the parts department down in 2009? Yes. Okay, so I get a phone call from – do you remember Dundee from Australia? I just talked to Dundee, not probably about uh, – another one I talk to regularly. It's been about a year and a half, two years now. But, I, yeah, I, I, I don't talk to him as regularly as I should. But, yeah, I still talk to Dundee. Well, so he calls me. He's like – Hey, mate, check it out. <laughs> I can't do a good Aussie, but he does. He's like, he goes, I know a guy who's got a load of West Coast parts in a, in a warehouse in New Zealand. He goes, if I get him over to you, 
will you sell them for me and we'll split the profit? And I was like, yeah, this motherfucker, I'm not kidding you, Josh. Next day air from Melbourne, seven exhaust boxes, seven exhaust boxes. You know how big those are, those hellbent boxes? Yeah. And he took yeah. all the other parts and packed them around, overnighted me seven packages. This dude had two pallets full of parts that he had bought from the shop. And when it was all said and done, I gave him back, I think, uh, like 18 grand. And that was how much I gave him back from splitting it. Like, wow, dude, I financed my entire move down to Florida with that transaction. He and I, you know, he took his cost out of it. Like there was a cost of everything that he paid. Right. I made sure he got his money back plus half the profit. Dude, I sold a set. I had a set of when all the shit came in, I was like, okay, I'm keeping some of this stuff for myself. I let him know. (laughs) I had a set of those uh, those billet controls that were that were just like the UMI controls. And I can't get anybody yeah. to tell me if the, if they made them in house or if you and I made them for them. But um, the the Jesse James billet controls, I had a set. I'm like, okay, this is the one thing. The, the for the forward controls. Yep. No, he made those in house. Okay, because they're almost identical to UMI controls. So yeah, maybe he made them for UMI. But um, I uh, I had a set of those. And I'm like, this is the one thing that I'm saving for myself. And so I I sold all the other shit, coffin air cleaners, you know. Cross air cleaners, all that shit, sold all of it. And this dude had, and no one else had any parts in the whole world. So everybody yeah, no, thought that, okay, these are the up. only brand new parts. No one's ever going to have them again. End of. So this dude emails me. He's like, hey, do you have any billet controls? I'm like, I do, but I'm not selling them. I need them. I know. I understand. I'm not selling them. Dude, when it was done, I sold the, the set of those for thirty five hundred. Because he's like, name your price. I'm like, okay, thirty five hundred. He goes, done. I was like, uh. And they fucking ironically, they went back to New Zealand. That's the weirdest part of all of it. They were in New Zealand in a warehouse for years. Guy owned a security company. Just bought a bunch of parts from West Coast. Was going to open a bike shop. Never did. Send them over Crazy. to me, and then they end up going back over there. But. Um, what I was getting back to what I was saying earlier about me being a fan and a nerd and all that shit was that has been the biggest stumbling block in all of my careers because I'm a fan. I'm a fan first. And so your red rum bike, I can tell you right now, I, I, I think I have it on a, on good authority that that tank, you still have that tank in your possession. It's still painted with the red rum. I'm staring at it right now. Okay. That tank <laughs> is that is the out of any there isn't an in you know tanks a pretty important part of a bike that tank hands down more than any tank ever i would take that over if you said hey you can have you have your choice you can have the first uh villain tank you could have the tank that jesse made for billy that's got the tattoo machine in it you could have i mean name it i would have the red rum that red rum tank would be that's like to me that should be in the smithsonian of motors that should be in the that should be oh, in the harley oh, davidson museum hopefully you don't want to use it because it leaks <laughs> no i know too many wheelies right yeah yeah it, it uh, again wasn't a bike guy at the time uh i did weld um uh, you know and so you know guess my welds weren't as strong as i anticipated or i grinded right. them a little too much but, right uh, yeah no it, it leaks like a sieve yeah i pretty much have tried to uh it's weird. It's like I'll build a bike, and if I put any like decorative crap on the tank, mm-hmm. you know, like like that. Like I have another bike. I, I that that kid I was telling you about that I do work for. Uh, I had a I had a shovel head that I built, and I had a tank on it, 
and uh, I, I it was all rough er, early early tank, and I did like the standard cycles on the top of the tank, right? And then I did a very controversial uh, Ed Roth uh, winged bat winged helmet skull. Okay. Mind you, I know everybody's seen it, and man, everybody's like, "Oh fuck, you're gonna catch shit for that." And so you know, I ended up having to like talk to like three different charters around my area because I just wanted to make sure I was respecting everybody's wishes. Uh, But anyways, long story short, I ended up taking the tank off before I sold the bike to the kid. The kid's like, wait, wait a minute. I'm like, dude, you're not getting that tank. You're just not. Yeah. I'm going to ask you kindly to not sell it. No, no, no. That's the, the red rum tank is not going anywhere. Uh, That, that just won't. Um, I have, I have like two or three other tanks that I've gotten from people that like, I won't sell because they're very controversial as well. And then I have that tank I was just speaking of. Right. But um, when, when the Japanese guys come to my house, I like literally have to like, like write on in on my phone and translate. Please don't take pictures of this case. I have like a case that's in my garage that's got like all kinds of shit that I'm probably not supposed. To yeah, have. I have a I have some stuff that I can tell you off air of, of that I own so, that if anybody ever found out, I would be especially yeah. in Florida, I would be in trouble. Yeah. So anyways, long story short is that tank sits in there. You know, it's, I got a bunch of trinkets, you know, I, um, do you remember that, uh, that devil headed, uh, lava lamp that Jesse had? Uh, I can't in a couple different anyways, he threw it out one day. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Let's just, I'm going to back. Is that got the coop art on it? it? It's the coop. No, it's a, it's, it might be a coop lava lamp, but I have it. I'm staring at it, 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 it as well. But anyways, long story short, this is what Jesse used to do. Okay, you're a fan. I'm a fan. Whatever. I appreciate his what he does. Right. The dude's kind of quirky. That you know, all aside, cool guy aside, the dude's just like everyone else. Yeah. Fucking, he's funny as hell. Could be an asshole. Could be the greatest. Per- anyways, long story short, he would fucking clean out his his personal shop. Okay. We're, we're talking like people just randomly send him shit. Right. I, I, I get it. But he would, like, push it all out into the, like, when he had his last shop, you know, he had his own little corridor mm-hmm. and, and where the, the, the car shop was. And then there was that, that corridor and then his own personal shop. He would shove all this shit, like, at night when nobody was around into the middle of the corridor. And then he would just, I don't give a fuck. You, you guys can all take what the fuck you want out of it. Like, I'm not I'm joking, dude. It, 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 was, it was nuts. And, of course, everybody just, like, it was like a fucking frenzy. So whoever got to work first and, you know, it was always the car guys. Or, right. or Mark or Mark Nelson, you know, Mark Nelson went around and kind of opened places up, but he didn't have a key to, well, you know, he did have a key to car shop. But anyways, that big ass iron cross gate, you know, so basically you walk in and you make that immediate right, yep. or excuse me, left to the back. And there would just be like pallets uh, upon pallets of shit. Some was good. Some was like, who cares? And, you know, clothes, fucking tools, <laughs> collectibles. Jesus Christ. And, yeah, dude. I, it, again, like I said, man. I at one point in time of my life, I want to say it was two thousand seven and two thousand eight. Just a bad time of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just just rock bottom money wise. Just economy took a shit out here in California. Um, and, and so again, eBay was always there. And unfortunately, I sold a shit ton of fucking stuff. You know, to to keep my lifestyle the way it was, and unfortunately, I got rid of a lot of stuff that I regret to this day. I mean, I had shit that was personally given to me by people, and if I had to do it all over again, I don't do it now. But you know, I get give gift, you know, I get gifts and I give gifts, and and 
man, it was just some of the stuff that I sold. I'm just, I cringe. Well, they say the uh, definition of a hustler is someone who, who loses it all and gets it all back. I mean, I'm dude, I don't, I don't, uh, there's some I'm, stuff I'm, I'm I don't happy. know if I can ever get back, but I, I you know, <laughs> I know yeah, what you mean. I, I, <laughs> uh, dude. Okay. Check this out. So, so here, here's the thing. And, and I'll throw it on the podcast. I haven't even released it yet on my own personal feed. I bought a bike, uh, probably about three years ago, uh, a basket case, mind you, right. panhead. Okay. I bought it out of the Bellflower area, Long Beach area. Um, I seen the ad on Craigslist, called the guy. Guy told me what he wanted. I fucking had my wife jump in the truck, open the safe up, do whatever she needed to do, meet me at my office in Temecula. Boom, we bail straight out to Long Beach. And the whole time I'm calling this guy. I mean, mind you, this is like one of those deals where, like, you hurry the fuck up. Yeah, it's the first one that gets bomb. it, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, I, luckily, I grab a a, G, a D. I'm the guy only wanted twenty five hundred bucks. Jesus but, Christ, that doesn't happen dude, around hold, here. Hold, hold on, I'm not done yet. This, this story, I'm gonna try and make it quick because I know. So we get there, and I start going through all the stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, I get this like aura around me. It's like I get all excited, like a little kid, you know. And and so I I fucking oh okay cool, and I'm going through all the mentally com, you know compartmentizing everything that the dude has, and I'm like oh, okay cool, and so. I get there and he goes, oh, you know what, man? I changed my mind. Uh, I want thirty five hundred for it. I'm like, at this point, I'm like, fuck. I got there's a fifty one pan head sitting here. Everything's there. All this you know, frame forks. I mean, we're talking a complete bike. So I, I said, I don't give a shit. Whatever. So I give him thirty five hundred bucks. So I load it up. The guy tells me two crucial things. This used to be an old show bike from the sixties. Okay. <clears throat> and then he tells he, then he tells me it was on the cover of a Chopper magazine. That's all I got from it. I didn't get a name. I didn't get anything. I'm like, okay. So I bring the bike home. I put it on the lift or, you know, I bring the pieces home. I sure. put it on the lift. I, I start putting it together, you know, drinking Coors, Coors Light. My wife's bullshitting me. You know, it's kind of like one of our things. We, you know, we, that's what we do. That's what makes us work is she loves what I do and, and gets enjoyment out of seeing me get all jacked up on finding the shit. So anyways, I, I put it all together and then I put the feelers out to everybody I know in the industry that's been into old, super old shit. I, I even went back to blog days. Right. And I'm contacting that guy from the MC Art and, you know, like, this everything I could think of. So key points on that bike were that I had a, had a – so anyways, long story short, I couldn't figure out who the, where this bike came from, okay? So I said – I told my wife, I said, I'll leave it, and if, if I can figure it out, then I'll put it together as it was. If I can't, I'm going to blow it all apart and make it my own. Sure. So – Long story short, I blow it all apart. I make it my own. That was the red pan head that I had uh, on my feed with the big, crazy, twisted devil's sissy bar. It had like a little skull in it. Fast forward fucking last week, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm, sitting at my, I'm sitting at my desk at my office, and I'm doing my normal gig. I fucking comb the whole entire earth for old shit. So I get on, I get on eBay, and I fucking type in Chopper's Magazine. And... I come across this one this one uh, listing for a magazine for sale, uh, April 1969, Chopper's Magazine, the Ed Roth ones. Remember those? Yeah, yeah. Jesse owns the rights to that. Okay. Well, so I, I fucking, whatever reason, I look at this bike, and it's got like a twisted Springer front end, and I'm like, fuck, that looks familiar. So then I right-click, as I always do. I steal the picture. I pull it up on my screen. I blow it up as, as big as I fucking possibly can. And then I fucking look to the left just enough there in the fucking left-hand corner of the – right by the binding of the fucking magazine 
is the twisted sissy bar devils with the fucking skull on it. I fucking chills came down my whole entire fucking body. Right. I literally, I literally shit myself. I fucking immediately call my wife and I'd be like, you do not understand what I did. The bike was called the California chopper. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No. <clears throat> it was iconic. You know, you know, when you look in, uh, you know, the Ed Roth, uh, one of the Ed Roth catalogs, it's a black and white picture and it's got like a sketch of the, of the dude riding the, the uh the chopper with the, like the wide glide front end kind of beatneck looking dude and the back half of the motorcycle has got those like pointed dr- axle dropouts right oh, i own that bike no I, shit. I literally i literally fucking dismantled that entire that was like a piece so basically the bike was built in the 60s there's an old 60s show bike cover of fucking choppers magazine and i had it sitting here i i i, I was i was mortified so then I start retracing. I ended up – I sold the bike to some cat in, like, North Dakota or somewhere like that. The dude pissed and moaned about something on the bike. I don't know. It was, it was kind of a bad deal. It was a good deal gone bad. Anyways, he sold the bike to another chopper guy, mind you, a West Coast chopper fan that has the bike right now, uh, the panhead. Right. But the pieces got kind of scattered. So – I still have a couple of the pieces that came off the bike and I'm trying to track down two other ones just to have it. I, I, I can't even begin. There's me and that remember that history I was telling you about yeah, that I'm more exactly. into the history. I, I, I literally, as a grown man, I almost fucking broke out in tears because I was so depressed that I had this iconic motorcycle from that time frame in my fucking clutches and I let it go. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, so I don't have a similar story, but I have those kind. Of, so my dad was a chopper builder in the seventies. I remember you and I have talked about that before. I think online on Chopper Dogs. Yeah, and he built Triumphs. That's what he. That's what he did. And I, it's funny, you know, my dad passed uh, uh, September third of last year, and my mom. Sorry so for that. thank you. My mom and I have had several conversations. She's like, well, you know, the reason why your dad built Triumphs. I'm like, no, I because my dad was six two. He's a big dude. She goes, we couldn't afford a fucking Harley, so this is what we could afford. And she goes, and I'm going to tell you something else about your dad. She goes, it's probably going to break your heart. She goes, but he was a good mechanic, but he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. She goes, I would sit there with the manual and tell him, tighten this to this, do this. And so you talk about uh, your wife and yourself, like kind of the the relationship that that you guys have where she sees you kind of doing the the bike thing, get excited. Well, so – we started this bike shop, my, my, but my mom also would go on to tell me that all he, he used to spend all the time in the 70s always wanting to own a bike shop. So when I presented it to him, I thought I had invented the idea of him and I having a bike shop, and I, I hadn't. I have found out recently that was all my dad ever talked about wanting to do, which makes me feel really good about the fact that we did it and we got to work That's together awesome, every day yeah, for over 14 I years. That. That's awesome. And uh, so I'm on a constant quest to find my dad's motorcycle and we thought we found wow. it a couple of years ago and him and I are texting back and forth and texting pictures and we didn't it didn't end up being that and and I'd, I'd still like to find it because it's the only triumph I'd ever want to own but when we started our business this little old man came into the shop this guy was maybe five foot five little tiny old dude and he's like I have a bike um it's been in my basement for a long time um, you know, it's a sportster I'd like you to come look at it and then you know and I'm like I, I at the time I wasn't really, I, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't really interested in it. At the time, I was doing other things. And so I, I relented and I said, you know what, I'll come over and take a look at it. So I go to his house. He takes me down. He was, I didn't know it. He was a wealthy guy. 
He lived in like super expensive area. And you go around the back of his house. Michigan has a lot of walkout basements. Next to the basement is what they call a mushroom cellar. And it was basically a shed under your house instead of outside in the yard. Right. Crazy. But they, they call it a mushroom cellar. So he rolls up the door of this mushroom cellar. And there in the corner is this chopper. And so I started looking at it, and all the lacquer paint had cracked off of it. But the name on the tank said Carlini. Well, Tony Carlini was originally from Detroit. He he was he transplanted himself to L.A. He's passed away now. His son still lives out there and builds handlebars. But um, so it, it was a 1969 XLCH that the guy um, had Tony Carlini build for him. So at the end of the at the end of the transaction, I gave him a thousand dollars for the bike. Took it back to my shop. He came back later with the original purchase order, the signed bill of sale, the the owner's manual from 1969, the everything every bit of documentation for this bike. He had bought it brand new. Took it right to Tony wow. Carlini's shop. So I started. It had a mag, had a factory magneto on it, and the, the there was a repair tag on the magneto dated July 3rd, 1974. This was in 2004. So it had 30 years. It never run. And the paint had kind of got fucked up and all the chrome was green and all that stuff. But I paid a thousand bucks for it, started restoring it, building it for myself. And this kid kept coming in, wanting to buy it, wanting to buy it, wanting to buy it. I'm like, it's not for sale. I ended up selling it for $10,000 plus paint. Oh, man. And we, we hired the original painter, one of the original painters from Carlini, not the guy who painted the bike, but a guy that painted for Carlini in the 70s, the guy that painted the bike. We couldn't we couldn't locate who it was because Carlini had his name put on everything. But that's these the, the stories of that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, that's why I say I'm like a fan. So rad. I'm a fan so first. Rad. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I get where you're going with that fan first. It, 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 it's, you, you know, if, if you're passionate, which obviously I can tell you're passionate you know, obviously, uh, about things like that, you know, it shows through enthusiasm and, and, and uh, my wife says it all the time, you know, she can, she can tell that I, that I'm very passionate about this and the stuff that I do, um, because of my enthusiasm, my whole, my whole aura just changes. Like my body, my body mannerisms, you know, mm-hmm. I get all giddy like a kid. You know, <laughs> when I went, when I went to this dude's house to get my knucklehead that I have now, like I, I was ca- kind of playing the calm role and I'm not like that. Everybody that knows me knows I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just like a, I'm like this big, I'm like a kid, man. I, right. When I was younger, my uncles wouldn't take me shooting. They wouldn't let me ride the motorcycles with them, you know, like the dirt bikes and shit. I just was like that wild kid and you know, it sucks, but whatever. But you know, so I have to like mentally shut down when, when I, when I go to these places because I just get like all jacked up. Like I'm like, Oh, and I get all hyper and I start, you know, like, you know, I talk super, super fast, faster than I am now. Right. And so it, it, it and it's just one of those things, but it's, I, I think, and it goes back to like, we, we were asking me, do I do this for a living? No. And, and and that's why I do this on the side. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still do this probably five to six hours a day in my, when I'm done, but it's not to me when I come out here and mind you, when I say my garage, I have a three car garage um, and it's, it, it, I, okay, let me back up a bit. I had all of my equipment at my networking shop, like my where okay. my my company is in Temecula. Right. But I just I wasn't able to just work and then have to come home and you know dinner time and that. So it's like fuck, you know I oh I gotta go home. So I, I, at one point 
when when I started doing this, I'm like, you know what, this is not this is not gonna work. So I, I you know I I have a giant garage. I mean my my three car garage is I mean you know how they are. Yeah, sure. And it's it's double deep. You know, so it's it's big. It's you know it's it, it's a good size. So and it's all it's all this. You know, it's all my welding tables, all my welders, my bike racks. You know, all all the stuff that you need to do a, a shop. And so I've built probably in the last five years, I've probably built ten bikes out of this shop. You know, my garage. Yeah. And so it, and and it's you know I have a certain look. I have certain people. You know, typically it sucks. The bad part about it is a lot of these bikes I don't ever get to enjoy why i do it because they sell so fast i mean and, and don't i'm not trying no to i know what you mean like that we just had this conversation my wife and i on saturday we said we were going to set up at this local show it's like a you know they do these little these little towns around here in florida they'll shut main street down for saturday afternoon and evening everybody drinks beer and goes out there and we were going to set up and because we went there last year and i had a good time and i'm like i'm not going i'm I'm not going out there anymore unless, and I don't have a bike right now to ride. Uh, I have, let me back that up. I have bikes to ride. I don't have a customer bike that's done because all my fucking customer bikes are in my customer's garages or they're riding them around. Like I can't, Yeah. no, no one I, will I ever it. let me show a bike that I, that I build. And you know what? I'm not a show bike guy necessarily. I but, never have been. But I, you know, I can, I, I, we put on a show here for the first time. We did an indoor show here in Florida this, this past summer because it's a million degrees here and it rains every day in the summertime. People don't necessarily know that, but we did an air conditioned indoor show. It was really nice. Rad. I tried to do it like, uh, an easy rider show or a grand national roadster show that kind of that kind of ilk you know show bike ilk. Yeah. you know we show bike people yeah. and that kind of stuff it was still bikers and and it was good but i didn't have anything to take uh, take over with me to this show and i'm like i'm not going there to pass fucking business cards out i'm yeah I, i'm not a t-shirt salesman i'm not doing that you know yeah hey, it, it's tough I, I i i hear where you're coming from because I, I do come from a marketing background, very good at marketing. And, and in fact, you know, I'm a brand ambassador for a couple different companies um, that I'm passionate about. Yeah, you're Black Flies, uh, right? No. Okay. Uh, I... let's, just leave, let, let's just leave that one out. Let, let's, gotcha. Let's bit, uh, <laughs> Sore spot. It, it, right now, right now, it, it, yeah, it, leave that one alone. But anyways, long story short is, you know, I do the hippie killer because me and Cuddy have been friends for years. Right. I've been trying to do Born Free. Um more or less just because I want a nice tent to hang out under because it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, it's like, I love those guys, you know, uh, Mike and, and Grant and all those guys, they, they put on a, a really killer show and to be able to get to wrangle up all those people that they do and bring them all in one location for as long as they have been able to kudos to them, man, because that's, that's bitching. Um, but you know, anyways, fast forward, I did a bunch of t-shirts, uh, three or four years ago for hippie killer. And I sold a few, you know, nothing to write home about. Like I'm not making, you know, a ton of money. And I was like, okay, probably barely covered the cost to print them. And like one whole stack of the, the, the shirts I like gave away. Yeah. Um, I, I forget who was on oh, voodoo gold skulls or maybe it was, I don't know. Some punk band was on stage. Um, I'm not really, I like punk. I don't like new punk, but I'm a gangster rap type guy. Yeah. You know, I love like that shit. Yeah. You know, the garage, you mm -hmm. know, I'm, I'm, I'm banging fucking, you know, old shit, but so anyways, I got We're old stage, now. I that's started, why. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I started throwing all these t-shirts out. Like I, and I kept having, I would tell Cuddy's son, Kyler, who, uh, you know, he, he's, fuck, he's almost driving now. 
So he would go and I'd be like, Kylo, hand me, go in the tote and grab me all the whole stack of them. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, throw them over the fence. So, you know, and I'm throwing shit out, throwing shit out. Like, you know, and, and it's, and with me, it's like on Cuddy's shows. It's like, I always try to give away like money. I give away cash to like the longest rider. You have to check in at my booth and show me like where you've ridden from. Right. Cause I, I, I have a hard time. I call, I call them no push crew. Um, I've never been a fan of dudes that like build these badass bikes. And I think I'm going to sound like such an asshole, but you know, it is what it is. I, I was always taught your bike isn't a bike unless it runs. No, I agree so, with that. I completely uh, and, and, agree and, with that. Like, all my, all my uncles and stuff that have always had bikes are like, Oh fuck, you know, uh, you know, so for me, I try to pride myself on, you know, it may not run well <laughs> sometimes, but I'm going to ride it. You know, if I take it to a show, I'm going to ride it there. You know, I, I'm not a really big fan of, I think I've trucked my bike one time. I had that hundred inch shovel that me and my wife built together when we first got together. Right. And, uh, and, and I trucked it in the back of my truck to my dad's house. And, and that's when I dropped off my youngest daughter um, just so I could ride. My dad lives in Anaheim. And so born free is like right around the corner. And it's literally like 20 minutes from my dad's house. So I trucked the bike to my dad's house, dropped off my kid and my truck. And then I rode my bike to born free from there. But I think other than that, I'm not really a big truck, the bike type guy to a show. And so I kind of have a hard time with that. It's like you build these badass bikes and it's like the main reason is to ride them. I, I in my opinion, it, I mean, I don't know. I, no, I, I, you're, you're, you're hitting, you're, you're striking a nerve like with, love, with a I lot love, of people. I, I tell people I don't I build love, show bikes. So we'll, I build go bikes. Yeah. But I, you know what? I, I love show bikes. Like, uh, you know, one that struck me just recently that went to born free was that easy beans kid that built that crazy knucklehead. It's like a goldish orange color. Hmm. And I'm like, it was, uh, I, the, he goes by easy beans on, on Instagram. I know it's gay that everybody knows fucking their people's Instagrams, but whatever. Anyway, no, not at all. So I, I, I think, uh, you know, I watched this kid's build and he's a younger guy. So I'm like, fuck yeah, that bike's bad as fuck but is it going to run? Sure enough, man, I seen this. And, and again, I never, I never, you know, like said anything to him. I was like, Oh, bitch and bike, you know, but then that day I saw him ride it and he just, he rides it all the time. Now I'm like, dude, that is so rad to me to like, you put all your hard work in these bikes and you know, they're like mega Chrome and mega this. And to watch these bikes go down the road is just, I mean, it's gotta be a good feeling for those guys to have a show bike doing that. You know what I mean? So I guess long story short is I like to build bikes that have a purpose and that you can actually ride them besides kind of looking cool. I'm more edgy. So I kind of have that, like what my wife and everybody calls it like that. Fuck you look, you know, you're right. like in that stance, that attack stance. Um, that's pretty much like what I like to build. If it comes down to it, you know, and I'm pretty basic when it comes to that shit. So it's no frills. Um, I don't know. I, it, it, everybody keeps trying to get me to do the, uh, what is that thing? The, uh, it used to be the show class. Oh, uh, um, people's champ. Yeah. And so, like, you know, my friends from – I have really good friends with the guys from Billwell, and uh, they're like, yeah, you do the bill, you know, people's champ. And I'm like, you know, I don't think I want that stress. I mean – Did you see forward, the uh, the blue bike that has the exposed engine that runs? Dude, that is that, – the vintage, vintage technique. Oh is that what God, it is? Dude, I, yes. Yeah, mind blown. Dude, mind blown. I've seen that in, per, in person. And I was like, I, what, I'm like, what the fuck? Why isn't this – why isn't the internet broken right now? I mean, yeah, I, and it even, runs. It runs. Yeah, no, I've seen videos of it running. Like it, it it's amazing. It, it, it's amazing. But you know, like when, I'm going to back up a bit. You said you don't have any bikes. Theoretically, I, I, I'm staring in my garage. Um, pretty much not one bike 
there's not one bike together. Like I have hundreds and hundreds of parts, motors, you know, this, but I don't have anything to like, there's not one built bike in my garage. That's the thing is I don't have a, I have a Dyna that is my, like my daily. That's just like, you know, it's a, it's a I don't Dyna even have bro. A daily anymore. I don't a, even have a daily anymore. It's a Dyna bro. And then I've got that FXR. I got that. You're not going to like this, but I traded my, I traded a 72 FLH to Warren for this FXR that I traded him a few years ago. And there's a story behind that, but um, the FLH was my dad's bike for a while. And then it was my uncle's for a long time. And I built a bike for my uncle, a triumph, which is why I don't want to build triumphs anymore. Cause it was just not a goddamn nightmare. But, uh, th- I had this FLH. I thought I wanted this shovel head that was my dad's and it sat here for four and a half years and I never fucking wrote it. I never did anything with it. And I'm like, I don't want to take it apart. It was mint. It was, it was like, yeah. it was fantastic. It was mint. It had all the Shriner tins on it. it had a, a tour pack and all that shit. And I took the tour pack and the fairing off and sold that and took the, uh, the buddy seat off and, you know, and, and took the Shriner tins off. And I'm like, eventually I'm not going to have a motorcycle, so I need to get rid of this goddamn thing. <laughs> and I swear to God, I was having a conversation with a guy in my shop and I was telling him about this bike that I traded to Warren. And then I have this, that, the other thing. Warren called me while I was talking to him and he's like, hey. I'm going to sell this FXR. Do you have any interest in it? I told my dad. I said, I'll call you back. I'll trade you this 72 if you're interested. So we made a trade. And I denerded this FXR that I bought, the one that I told you earlier that I bought from a lady. And I put a, you know, I, I'm trying to hot rod it up a little bit. And I got a 111 to go into that. But I've got, I've got a little chopper that is almost exactly like Red Rum that I designed the frame over 10 years ago and i i fucking i you know i can't get it done i i I get into this i vapor lock that's the only way i know how to describe it yeah Uh, you want me to it's honestly man it's it's for me it's i sometimes get uh you know with it with having the the all girls and (laughs) you know uh i bought i bought a place in arizona so nice um that's my folk. Well, as you can tell from my feed, I, you know, I, I like the river, yeah, big boat. And so, uh, that it, it my, I kind of diverted all my energy up until, you know, just a few months ago to just re- remodeling the, it, it's a fucking nightmare, like a, a remodeling project and, and still try to have fun while you're out there. I right. don't recommend it for anybody. It, it's just, <laughs> I mean, it takes a very strong willed person to, and a very solid marriage. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and I, I give kudos to my wife because I know that sometimes she's just like fuck this. I'm gonna pack up the kids and I'm getting the fuck out of here. Um, and and I I wouldn't doubt it. But uh, you know, she's really good sport about it. You know, we we knew it was gonna be work, but man, when it's 115 and you all you want to do is sit on the on the river and drink, and then you know you got to go home and fucking throw up drywall or you know fucking kitchen sinks. I mean, it's just yeah. So anyways, I diverted my time into that, and I got kind of got away from this this whole hustling bike parts and, you know, and then, you know, it, it's, uh, it's one of those things for inspiration. You know, it's like, I didn't have any inspiration for a yeah. long time. I sold that, sold that Brown bike, that shovel to Matt's brother. And I, I just basically took a break for a little bit. And then all it took, man, was me getting, uh, the phone call from my best friend about the knucklehead. And, I went to this dude's house and we bullshitted for probably 30 or 40 minutes before I even seen the knucklehead. I knew he had a bunch of old bike parts, but I didn't know what he had. And, and I struck the deal with the knucklehead and, uh, it's weird. It sits in my dining room right now. That's all. I mean, it's, 
it, I, my, my, my that's inbox. That's an appropriate place for one that's not in an engine frame. If it's not, uh, you're not you know riding what, it, dude, fucking, dude, I, I think they're the most it, beautiful engine ever made. Hands and it's down. fucking oily and greasy, but you know, well, you know what I mean? Like, like from an engineering standpoint, yeah. like it's, it's a fantastic looking engine. No, it is. It, it's bitching. And you know, I, I got a lot of mid-century furniture in my house, so it kind of fits the whole old decor, but, but, uh, you know, my inbox on my on my Instagram fucking went Richter when I posted the picture of it. All these people want because I know I never keep anything. I don't keep any. I literally, I don't keep anything. It's, if you could ask one question about me, it's like I sell everything. Any, I mean, you want to sell that I'm, red rum tank, dog? No, <laughs> no. I guess yeah. not. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you know, yeah, okay, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, you'd be surprised how much I've been offered from from the guys overseas. But uh, um, so, anyways, I, I just everybody keeps asking me, "You're gonna sell the knuckle?" And you're, you know what? I said no. Number one, I'll never. I mean, dude, this this knuckle, the diving boards are good. The numbers match. It's I just learned what a diving board was on a knucklehead when I was at yeah. Warren's. Warren gave me a whole clinic. We worked for the day at his house, at his shop, and he gave me a clinic on fucking knuckleheads. And I bet you it was amazing because he, he built some badass dude, knuckleheads. Dude, he knows he's one, so he's a good guy. shit, dude. Yeah. yeah. I'm in awe when I'm there. You know what's crazy, though, is, is I kind of envy you. Uh, okay, let me let me do this. Okay. You guys from the East Coast uh, look up. I don't want to say look up. But you guys, like, you know, you check out what we're doing over here in Southern California or California, per se. Oh, yeah. But the, cra- but the crazy part about it is, man, is. I follow a lot of dudes from the East Coast, and I probably ship all these parts, New Jersey, New York. I don't got a lot of Florida, but I got a few. But, man, it's like I deal with a lot of dudes, and I buy parts from a lot of dudes. There must be a shit ton of old parts over there. I keep telling my wife, I said, I need to get a van, and I just need to, like, go to the East Coast for a while. Dude, we have an amazing swap meet once a month, uh, especially in the wintertime, you know? Like, in the summertime, it's hot as balls. And it rains, but uh, in the winter time, this this swap meet I go to in Webster, I mean that's where the lanes. Billy doesn't live in Florida anymore, but uh, Warren that he used to go, they used to go to Webster all the fucking time. It's 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 crazy. I got a buddy that that does this, uh, and I know you know who it. Uh, yeah, you Tim. Know the name. Uh, uh, no, all no. Well, besides Tim, uh, Oliver uh, from Cutrate. Yeah, Oliver from Cutrate. Yeah, dude, he goes to all these swap meets, and it's. And it's like, oh, that's what he does, like, half of the year. It's like, oh, I'm lame. Because, you know, we're, we're, you know, we do that kind of the swap meet buddy thing where, right. you know, it, it, you know, Long Beach swap meet, everybody knows everybody. So, you know, there's always regulars. And I, I'm typically usually a staple in that place. But, you know, I've taken a break, obviously, because of the house. But, man, he's like, oh, I'm leaving. Be back in, like, six months. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm just on this tour, you know. I'm like, fuck, man, it's so amazing. But, you know, I want to, you know. I'm hoping next year I can take a little time off. I want to do Davenport. I want to do, you know, I want to do, uh, what's that, Wasson, Swap Meet. I want to go to all those because it's like, you know, I've, I've done that. I, I had an FXR just recently, and again, I, I always sell them before. I, I, I was so close to finishing my FXR. Like, I had a bunch of chopper guy shit. I had, you know, I, I've done all kinds of shit to this FXR. All the top name, you know, all guys that I that I look up to. Right, and, the that pieces build those yeah, and I gathered all the parts up, and I and I basically had a badass roller, and then I'm like, hmm, I get this stupid house out in Arizona, and I'm like, I need money for a shop. I, you know, I got a huge shop out there that I built, and I'm like, oh, I need money for the shop. So I, I literally put the FXR up, and then 
within six hours, dude, it was gone and off to Australia it went. I'm like, fuck. I mean, it's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I never, I'm dumb because I should just never put this shit up for sale. But I usually have people, hey, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with it? I mean, it's like, it, they it's know. It's the exact selling. opposite for me. If I have something for sale, it automatically becomes where I kill the fucking market for everybody. You, everyone. If I'm selling something and you have one for sale, I fucking, I don't know how, it, it's like some weird Murphy's Law, but I set the bar so fucking low that I'm like, I buy something, and I'm like, fuck, I can actually make some money here. Never. Never. I think they can oh, smell dude. desperation. Really? I, I don't know what it is, man. I, I, I don't know if my ads aren't nice enough, if, if they just figure that I'm just such a fucking asshole or such an idiot or such a fanboy that, that well, if he's got one, it ain't cool no more. So I, could, I can fucking kill a disco. <laughs> I don't, I, don't, I don't see that from you, man. I, I really don't. But I mean, maybe it's just know, my it, perception of it. It has to be your perception because I mean, it's you know, you know, a, a lot of times is I'll buy you. Know, I, I I go in and I'll buy. A, I just picked up a big ass lot on on uh, my my kids. Sometimes they like it. Sometimes they don't. I, you know, I've been more and more to like uh, Sunday for all those people out there that do follow my feed. Um, you know, I I try to take. My youngest one goes everywhere with me, but my other two, because it's, you know, makes families and whatnot. So Sunday, I, I, I'm, you know, combing the internet like I always do 24-7. I might as well have one of those things that, like, goes on my shoulder. So my, the right. phone is, like, in my face. And I've seen this giant fucking parts lot this dude has, you know, not too far from me, about an hour from me. And I hit the dude up, and I'm like, okay. So, you know, the whole back and forth, and, you know, I'm, I'm like, the whole day, I'm like, well, what the fuck is this guy going to do? Is he going to jump? Because if he's going to jump, I need to leave. So the whole day, my whole family's on fucking standby, you know, so we could go chase parts because I didn't want to leave. It was a Sunday, and right. know, I usually kick back. And so finally, the dude hits me up at like three thirty. Okay, I'll meet you at such and such by at five with all the parts. And I'm like, fuck, it's go time. So I'm yelling at all the, you know, I take the fucking dog, you know, everyone just bail. <laughs> yeah, and so, but you know, luckily for this particular one, it was down at the beach, you know, so it was down. So I, you know, we bail out. We go to the, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, uh, down down south area. I don't know how much you know about Southern California, but, you know, it's not to San Diego, but, like, not above it, like the coastal area. Ocean City or something? Uh, no, it was Carlsbad, Encinitas, you okay. know, that type of area. I only know that because of BMX. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, we ended up, I get there, and I fucking check out the parks, and the dude wanted, like, nothing for them. I don't know how I find these deals sometimes, but, like, anyways— so I, I, I buy them. I, the guy's like, well, you know, old dude, I buy them all. And so then I'm like, well, fuck. I, you know, I jam down to Oceanside and come up the coast to, like, Cardiff where we always go. You know, and I'm like, you know, kids are hungry and shit. So I'm like, stop at our favorite burrito place, grab some food, head back to our beach spot. And we sit there and kids play in the sand. Dog runs around. We eat on the tailgate. And it's just, you know, it's, it's shit like that. I mean, I have to balance it because I don't have boys. And so, like, you know, boys aren't, you know, my buddies brings his kids over and they have boys and they kind of hang out in the garage and it's, you know, Hot Wheels and fucking, you know, skateboards. Right. And my, and my girls are just like, I want to paint my nails and do Barbies. And, and I'm like, fuck, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. But they get it. So I, like, have to, like, stop what I'm doing and make sure that the girl part of them is know, being, like, is being like, taken care of so they don't have daddy yeah, issues. Yeah. So, yeah, so you know, it's 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 it. Like I said, man, it's it's a very delicate balance, and I'm always so hot headed and like so. You know, it's tough because I'm, you know, and, and I do. Don't get me wrong, man. They they all push my buttons, and, and I'm sure I push theirs. Right. It just kind of works. So, I have my you know, my youngest works here with me every day. She runs the counter and does the back end of the business. And my oldest, 
my oldest is uh, she's fucking part gangster. I don't know where. I mean, I I think <laughs> I know where it came from, but I can remember I had a I bought a 1955 uh, 60 series caddy, and the dude for whatever reason couldn't meet me in a reasonable hour. And I, my daughter was this was 2004 or five, so Shelby was nine or ten, and I gave her all the money. And I I did the typical thing. The guy wanted twenty five hundred. I said, "Here, put eighteen hundred in your left pocket. Take two. Take the other two hundred. Put it in your right pocket. <laughs> and we're gonna oh, offer this great. guy two G's. And uh, if he, or I'm gonna offer him eighteen. If he takes eighteen, fine. Uh, just pull the money out of your left pocket. And sure as shit, man. Here we are, eleven thirty at night. I've got a ten year old kid with two grand in her pocket, and she's <laughs> she's ripping off." Hondos on the hood of this car under a street light, and I think it. Nice. I think it's stuck with her. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's great. And now she, that. yeah, she's she's a white collar. I mean, she's got a college degree and everything. She's married, and she's the uh, assistant secretary. Or she's the secretary to the vice president of a big like uh, uh, grocery store chain here. But well, yeah, but think she's about still it, got a little bit know? of gangster in her. Yeah, so but she's still on top. So. Yeah, don't yeah, and don't so what I'm getting to is don't discredit those moments because those moments oh, no. they stick with them more than what we think they do and they watch what we're doing and they know we're doing more than 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 what uh than what we think they do. I, I just try to instill in like in my middle daughter, uh Vegas, I, I try to instill in her and my oldest Kaylee that the money's not gonna come to you. You got to go to the money sometimes. And and if you're hungry, there's always food to eat. I know I got some crazy, you know, analogies. here. No, I use analogies all the time. You got it. You got you got to, you know, you you can't just let it all. It's not going to come to you in this day and age. It's it's just not unless you come from a wealthy family. I'm not wealthy. No, neither am I. And 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 so, you know, that they they see it, you know, they see, you know, yeah, we got cool shit and we got we do fun stuff sometimes. And but, you know, hey fuck some every once in a while man you gotta grab that pack of top ramen because that's that's just how the fucking world rolls so you know <laughs> you know you know so and you know and, and all on all seriously i try to tell them i'm like you, you guys you know you, this is just a hustle you know it's like i do good on my day job don't get me wrong and i'm not complaining however you know what's what's that old saying go the more you make the more you spend oh yeah you know? and so, yeah well the economy to scale too you're in california it ain't cheap I mean, no, I, it's, it's it's not literally the no. only thing I know about Hemet is the comments that you made in the, the horse magazine. And I, I don't know if you've if you've ever even in the in the recent history even looked at any of that. But it says uh, and I quote, uh, I was born and raised in the Inland Empire. For me, it's mostly desert meth labs and all the shit that goes with it. <laughs> this yeah, is where no, the chopper was built. It reminds me of a freshly broken bottle of Jack Daniels, sharp edges with just enough shine to catch your eye. I love it. Yeah. I mean that that like and, I said, and, that and, fucking set the bars for me to a point to where I've I've <laughs> never I've, I've I've never hit it. You know, it, it, this town, this town. You know, I, I'm born and raised in Hemet. I moved away a couple times here and there, not for very long. Um, you know, my family were one of the first settlers in this shithole. Um, it's just been very hard, it, it, and it is like that. And and unfortunately, it's it's gotten progressively worse as the economy separates so drastically. Uh, what I mean by that is, you know, you 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 always have the rich, and then there used to be like this nice little middle class, and then there would be the poor. And and in this particular town, I, it, it, everybody's just mashed together. I don't think anybody has a bunch of money. 
to where they're like balling out of control in this town, you know? And so it's kind of a weird vibe this town has because it's one of those, there's not a freeway that goes through it. There's not any big giant companies to make it cool. You know, so oh, I got you it's, saying, yeah. it's just an armpit. It's just this armpit and you either get it or you don't, and you live with it. And my wife wants out of here, like nobody's business. And so <laughs> is, is that your, is that the move is the, is, is, are you going to, Dan Dreher it and uh, and head to head to Arizona, which is like California light. What is it? Less taxes, more guns, but still hot um, weather. Yeah, you know, I, I, I if I had to give, uh, I have friends that have have pilgrimage pilgrimage to from Hemet to Parker and have set up roots. The only way I would describe Parker and that part of Arizona that that I'm dwelling in is the fact that it's like old Hemet. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I get so what you're saying. I don't. It, I've never it, been it, there, it, but I can, I can conceptualize that. It, it's basically you walk into, and I'll, I'll, I'll make it really simple to where you know if somebody's listening and, and your understanding is, you walk into a cafe, a little little uh, old rundown breakfast joint, and like 15 people in there know you, wave to you, talk to you before you even get to sit at the table. That's Parker. Um, you know, I, I would relate it to like Cheers. You know, the old. Yeah, the that's old not a bad place show. to be. No, it's not. And so when I go there, I don't, I don't have any of the drama that that brings Hemet. You know, I don't have to worry about people walking around my house, and you know, the, do I got to check the security cameras every five seconds because this weirdo just walked out of behind a car? You know, I don't have any of that. You know, it's everybody sticks in their own lane when you go to Parker, and whether you're rich or whether you're poor, you know, you're waving at the next person that you you come in contact with, and and I think that's, I kind of like that because. No matter what, it, it, again, it just brings me back to Old Hemet. That's how Old Hemet used to be. So I think I'm drawn to Old Hemet, and I found that in a different town in the desert. So plus, there's water. Yeah, I love the water. Yeah, shed. So. That, yeah, I see you in your feed. You have a boat, and I don't. That's one of those things that doesn't. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it's way better than owning a boat is having a friend that has a boat. So you know. no, you know what? I, I I will I will I will agree with you a thousand percent and my again my best friend we, we he has a boat as well another big boat and for the longest time i was the passenger on his boat with my family and man some of that's some of the best times of him owning the boat and then now i got my own boat so you know i don't drink and drive the boat obviously i got kids right. and stuff like that but but man owning a boat it's fun like you get to say oh yeah i got a big boat and it's you know fun to hang out on and do everything but man it was so much simpler when i just rode on his boat so yeah right like so my buddy's yeah. got a a boat that he he runs at lake havasu and uh he runs at lake limestone he lives in texas i, I part of my um upbringing was occurred in in houston so i still have a couple friends from there and he's got a boat with twin 632s with blowers on them so i mean nice. I, I i know what that would do in a, in a hot rod. So I can only imagine yeah. he's probably got, you know, 3,500 horsepower or something. We're probably not that much, probably easily 2000 horsepower, I would think. But he, he put a thing on Facebook. Of, hey, just so that everybody knows my boat doesn't run on. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. And, and that, that's common. You know, it, it's, you know, uh, you, you know, when I'm stopping at the gas station, don't get out of the car and go use the bathroom type of deal. You know, it's like, hey, you know, this this boat doesn't run run on. I'm glad you had a good weekend. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, it's that that was never like that with my buddies. You know, I always made sure that, that he was compensated for that. But uh, we've you know we've had some good times and 
And uh, that kind of what what flagshiped, you know, our, our two families doing what we did. And, uh, you know, he's got a place in Parker right up the street from me. Um, actually, you know, he bought m- just literally months before months. He bought his place months before I bought my place, all kind of looking at the same time. So his was turnkey. Um, unfortunately, mine was not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I well, I mean, but, uh, does anything. But if you go back, if you back up, nothing, just the whole the whole arc of the conversation that we've had for the last hour and, and 50 minutes is that you don't buy anything that's turnkey you're, you're I, I that's can't. not your thing i mean you, it's not going to work for you it, it it doesn't and and i'm going to fast forward uh, as well as um two years ago well a year ago not two years a year ago and and, and it's one of those things where I, I feel like a dick but in the same sense is my dad gave me a brand new 2000 well at the time it was his it was brand new only had 3,000 miles on it. My dad gave me a uh, ultra limited, 2014 ultra limited <laughs> with literally 3,000 miles on it, man. Beautiful fucking bike. Beautiful bike. He rode it for a little while. He got cancer. Um, he's fine now, thank God. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, same, same dad that, you know, that was doing all the, you know, the old biker shit. So he got this big old dresser and, you know, he's had a hard time with it. So, you know, I showed some interest in it, I guess more, more interest. Anyways, long story short, I ended up selling the fucking thing. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, uh, uh, he, 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 well, I called him first and I said, dad, I'm going to sell. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It it was literally like months after he gave it to me, gave it to me for Christmas. And by March, I was already trying to, to sell it. Um, I wrote it and I know I probably sound like a fucking giant spoiled brat, but, I rode it. I didn't like it. I don't have time to put in the miles that this bike deserved. Um, secondly, it was a bike that would have been just for like me and my wife. That never happens. The me and my wife. Yeah, that's not a practical are, application for anything in your life right now. I mean, I'm doing the not, math. You need a, a, a yeah. Suburban or, a, yeah. you know, a crew cab pickup truck at, at the very least. Which I do have. Yeah, and you've got three kids um, stuffed in the back with a dog when you go to the lake. <laughs> yeah, so uh, long story short is I sold the bike, and that's, you know, I put that money with some other money I had on the place in Parker. Um, and so my dad was pissed at first. He didn't tell me that, but I could just tell. You know, you know, yeah. you know your, your family's pissed. And so right. then about a, a couple months go by, and he calls me with his wife, and he said, you know, hey, I understand why you did it. It was a business decision. I said, well, here's the deal, Dad. I said, you gave me something, and I appreciate every fucking bit of it. Trust me. I said, but at the end of the day, um, I, I want to do things with my family as, you know, and, and with all my kids. I want something that all my, all my, every one of my family members can enjoy. And we love going to the river. That's our gig, you know? And so I took that money and I rolled it into a place and, you know, it's, it's, you know, now there's, it's a financial decision at that point, as well as a, you know, my whole family can have fun with I was this just place, gonna not say, just me and my wife. Yeah. Your dad can enjoy it. Your, you know, his wife can enjoy yeah, it, your kids. And, yeah. and you know what, I mean, you're putting down, like you'd mentioned earlier, you're, you're kind of, this allows you to put roots somewhere else too and uh, uh maybe peel does. off and and you know kind of do your do your own thing you're already doing your own thing and and that's fantastic man that's that's good to hear i mean it's funny because uh, to wrap things up in a nice in a nice package um you and i have, have known of each other we haven't had a lot of contact but known of each other for well over a decade well over a decade and so we're kind of we're you know there's all of these people that we know that operate in their own space 
in a parallel universe to, to what we're doing, not to get all weird on, on in Cosmic. No, I get you're, it. you're raising kids. You, you, you still find a way to, to work the motorcycles into what you're doing. Do a good job being a dad. Good, do a good job being, hopefully, you know, what, happy spouse, happy house, right? I mean, that's the, yeah, whole, no, the whole deal. Yeah, for sure. I, I live by that motto, happy wife, happy life. Yeah, So, and that's know, fantastic. So, yeah. That's fantastic. How many years is it now? Uh, we're coming up on nine. Well, that's fantastic. In October. Yeah, just yes. Karen and I just celebrated 25. Well, man, that's that's a feat in nowadays type of relationships. That is amazing, and I congratulate you guys because I, I, what I mean by feat, meaning that like it's hard nowadays. Tr- dude, you know it's I mean? it's hard. It, it's the hardest thing. That's why I tell her all the time. I'm like, she, you know, I job hopped when I was younger. I fucking look. I knew from Jump Street that I didn't. I didn't. I'll be honest. I, I told you earlier, like I didn't get into the motorcycle game until I was 30. It was 2003. So you were already way into it, doing it, and everything. And my dad, when I grew up, my my dad was a biker. Always had Harleys and Triumphs and always had something going on but i didn't want to to do what he was doing i wanted to do my own thing and so i got into the drag racing deal and did that at a at, i would say at a fairly high level uh, for for the area that i was in and uh it got to the point to where i i said fuck it i'm i've never i might have job hopped but i didn't i didn't i always stayed with my wife and that's so that was the only caveat i could ever give her i'm like oh, I, I don't fucking around so you know what I mean? You're the only girl I've had for however many years, you know, but we got married yeah. when we were next door neighbors. I got married when I was wow. 20 and she was 18. How so, rad is that? That's kind of cool. You don't hear those stories very often in this, in this type of No, you usually hear if they got married, they got, they got divorced. I had somebody, I was at a party, I don't know, this is six months or so ago. No, it was right around the time of our anniversary. So yeah, it would have been six months. And this, I, he goes, you've been married 25 years. Some guy I just met at this party. And I'm like, yeah, he goes, that's very odd. And I said, odd. Yeah, and I, I said, I mean, honestly, uh, I said the same at the feet, man. It's I in said today's it's, time. You don't hear it. I said it's uncommon. I said, but it, it's not odd. You know what I mean? And I get what he meant. He didn't. He goes, well, I wasn't trying to say bad. He goes, yeah, I was trying to say. Neither was I. Yeah, no, I, I knew exactly what you meant by, by that because I've, I've had to, you know, I've had to articulate it out. Like, well, what's, is it weird? I mean, should we, should we? But it, it, it works for us. I don't know how. I don't. I've told no, her dude, before. That, that's I'm amazing. Like, I hope I have that that longevity like that. I can only, you know, my wife's uh, grandparents were married fifty some odd years, man, and. And, uh, you know, if you, if you find somebody that, that you click with, which I believe I have, uh, you know, and as well, it seems like you have, then, you know, it just works whether good or bad or anywhere in between that, that situation just works. So kudos to you, man, cause that's an accomplishment. And, and I, I can hope, I can only hope to be at that level that you're at, you know what I mean? So that's awesome. Well, cool, man. Well, listen, I, uh, we've been talking for two hours. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know it's like you're sitting. I, I got leather couches in my garage, so it's like you're sitting right here. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So I, I, I appreciate it, man, and and I, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, I don't see myself in that type of uh, uh, grand scheme of things. Well, that's why I like um, to do I'm, these grassroots level things because uh, you know, I mean, there's you've had a wealth of experience, and I like. I, I, I do. I can say that. Yeah. I mean, I've had some opportunities. Yeah, how many people can continue? You know, you said earlier. You go. Uh, I think you said you're not wealthy. Well, no, but but I think you're rich. You know, I'm, I'm trying to trying to 
make people understand that I, I feel like I'm one of the richest people I know because I'm self-employed. I've been self-employed for 15 years. I'm, you know, my business is, you know, from one minute to the next, I don't know what's going to happen, but I get up and I come here every day and I love it. And, and I'm able to do it now with one of my kids and I did it with my dad. So it makes that, it kind of ties everything all together. So you've had a very, That's awesome. very ri- rich amount of experiences and so and, and that and that's rad and i and i appreciate your time and uh I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to maybe having more conversation with you in the future and shit if you're ever in florida look us up and if i'm ever in california again which i hope to be at you some know, point in time i'll look you up too you know where i'm at man my my um, my phone's always on and you know i i hadn't talked to you and and god how long and i've popped right back so you know you know you know i usually uh you know, if, if you're in that, if you're in that realm, you know, I, I, got, I got time for everybody. You know, that, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, you know, how to, I'm not snotty. And, 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 you know, it's, it's, again, like I said, it, it's just a journey that we're all in. And I appreciate everybody that I come in contact with from one way or the other. And, and I hope everybody does, does what they want to do in life. And, and I hope they have fun doing it. And some do and some don't, but you know, the people I try to surround myself with are people that I can, you know, learn from, or at least make, put smiles on their faces and, and uh, fingers in the air is kind of how I see it. So yeah, and it's just another proof positive of of the the you know I, I kid around about it with with you earlier and with a lot of people. My twenty bucks a month that I spent on chopper dogs for all those years has been probably better than an IRA because I don't know how much you know. None of us know how long we have on this on this planet, but if we can fill up everything that we do with as much experience as we can and much positivity and as many friends and as many you know people that become family members it's it's all worth it man no i agree 100 percent. and just so just so you're aware i still paid my 20 bucks even though i worked there <laughs> so if that you, makes you feel your, your better, stock just went up with me and i, I didn't know that that could happen <laughs> yeah just just so you know man i still paid that 20 bucks just like everybody else did and i and i clocked it i you know put the time clock in every single day so what was you know. your screen name i'm trying to remember uh it was a uh, fucking 909er that's right. Well, you had two screen names. You had one early uh, and then a different one later. That's right. Now that I yeah, remember. Yeah, because, because I got kicked off. That's right. I do remember that. You got kicked <laughs> off. I do remember that. Yeah. It was a fucking 909er, and then it was uh, – I forget what the other one was. It's something on that same I, – I, I think it might have been Red Rum. I was going to say, didn't you have Red Rum for a while? Yeah. I think Red Rum was the first one, and then I went to fucking 909er after that. And I then, love it. Yeah, that's – yeah. So, yeah, man, good times, man. I appreciate the opportunity that, that you've given me right now. And, and you know, I, I love talking shop. I, obviously, I can do it for hours. Right um, on. So, yeah. I appreciate it, man. All right, man. Have a great night, Josh. Talk to you soon. You as well. You as well, buddy. Take care. Bye.